At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, what's up, everybody? The day after Thanksgiving, you're all uh, uh, going to do... Is that a thing? Do people still go out in Black Friday shop? <sighs> Who the hell... G g leaves the house to go shopping. <laughs> oh my God. In the next 10 years, they're going to rip down all the malls. Just everything is going to be ripped down. And in its place is going to be an Amazon sorting center. Why not? You know? Holy crap. I cannot imagine. Remember that one scene on uh, Black Friday where... Uh, it was in it was in the wall. It's at the Walmart near where I live, where the the doors burst open and that black lady goes flying in and and she gets and she hits the ground because of the pushing and shoving and her her wig falls off. She's like, oh man! She's like grabbing for it. People are stepping on it. <laughs> it's one of the best things ever, man. Hang on, I got a cough. Well, anyway, I've got the not-so-best-of before I do that. The Lions. Oh, my God. I went, it, it's, I, it's almost like uh, I, I'm really engaged with how they can come up with new ways to look terrible. They had two uh, sequences in that game against Chicago where... The ball wasn't um, like three consecutive plays, a some type of offensive penalty, like a hold, a false start, another hold, a false start, hold, hold on another sequence. My God. In fact, they were up 14 to 13 and they got the ball back after a defensive stop and then they started to move down the field quite well and then... Um, it was second and whatever, a handful of yards. And then they got two holds and a false start. So it ended up being second and 32. They ended up giving the ball up, punting it. Bears went on an eight-minute drive. At one point, the Lions called a timeout. And then before the ball was snapped, they, they called another timeout. Because something didn't look right or something. And you can't do that. So they got a five-yard penalty. Uh, which uh, The whole thing sucks. Oh, my God. So we completed the Thanksgiving dinner here at the household. And let me just tell you, man, oh, boy. That bird was ridiculously good, man. And you know, I don't care what anybody says. First of all, when it comes to brining the bird, I know I've gone on and on about brining the bird and how important that is. There are some people that try to get fancy with the brine and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll put the bird and submerge it in water. And in addition to the salt, they'll add like orange peels and uh, rosemary. Now screw all that, man. Screw it. You want it to taste like turkey. 
not orange, asshole. Okay? Uh, not, I don't want a hint of lemon or orange in my turkey, dick. It's got to taste like turkey. Seasoned perfectly. When you, okay, for every uh, ounce of water, a tablespoon of salt. I put three gallons, it took three gallons of water um, to, sub, you know, get the bird submersed. Huge pot. This is a gigantic pot that I have the bird in. 16 and a half pound bird. Three gallons of water. That is, okay, for every ounce, one tablespoon of salt. 16 ounces per gallon. That would be 48 tablespoons of salt. That's like pretty much an entire one of those big containers that says Morton salt with the chick in the umbrella and she's spilling the salt behind her like an asshole. Okay. You dump that in there and then make sure it's submerged. You put it in the fridge for 24 hours and then you, you pull that thing out. You rinse it off. You just throw it in the oven. Uh, whatever the temp 350, I think for, and then I had, I had one of those little pop-up timers and it worked perfectly. And dude, oh my God, though, I don't even like white meat. This white, white meat was perfectly seasoned and moist. Like you wouldn't, I said that word that all the ladies love moist. Oh, dude, it blew me away at how good this was. The best we've ever had. Oh, yes. I am so happy about this. You know, so often you bite into the burden right away. It's just, it's just shit. You'd get, it would just taste, it's like styrofoam is drunk. Oh, oh yeah, it's real good. People are choking. So stoked about that. And the best leftovers, man. Okay. This is the not-so-best of. What I've noticed about these segments is, taken from two shows, looks like somewhere in the, about show 325, 326, somewhere uh, about that. It's at a point in time when we still called it coronavirus. So pay attention to maybe my view on whatever the hell it is I'm talking about here and compare it to, like, now. <laughs> because there's, there's, you know, I, I, I'm not saying for sure, but there's quite seriously, there, maybe there's a possibility that I'm like, oh yeah, this whole thing's fake. Don't even bother getting this vaccine. Shit, we hadn't even thought of a vaccine yet uh, when this uh, when this episode was made. Okay, I will check in to uh, praise my sponsors. Make sure you listen to those. All right, don't jump ahead like an asshole. Thank you. Because you never know. Maybe I'll see something funny. Maybe. Outside chance. Okay. Enjoy it. Here we go. And now, here's a guy who got tired of being fired by corporate radio. So he took up being fired by Patreon subscribers instead. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you, Johnny. Welcome in to another Rip Warren edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily podcast, Monday through Friday at about this same time, Eastern time, 8 a.m., where we do this show. It is a rant 
filled, wait a minute, it's an expletive filled, rant filled show covering news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. We cover it all. A mix of all of these things. No real time limit. Lately, it's been going about two hours, which is just sickening. I can't, I can't believe we've gotten to a point where the show goes on that, that long. Uh, as usual, I've forgotten something before I got started, which means I'm screwed. And that is, did not get my cup of water. So uh, don't reach out to Diana, because I know some of you are like, hey, yeah, I better. It, it, it's such a homespun podcast that the audience members, if I need something, if I talk about it here, like on this live podcast, that people will reach out to her and say, hey, Eric's complaining that he needs this. Go help him. It's okay. Don't 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 even bother. Just uh, leave it alone, because I, I what I hate, what my biggest fear is, people opening up that door when I'm doing a podcast. That is that is like instantly I'm freaked out when someone does that. Uh, but uh, all right, as we get started, we got a number of things to talk about, and I was a little bit um, a little bit uh, concerned because I was, uh, you know, at about the time that I lay down to go nighty-night the night before. I typically have a few things that, oh, I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about this, this, and this. Well, yesterday was one of those days where there wasn't a damn thing that was catching my eye. Or, I, I don't know, maybe I was tired and I thought I, I'm not going to be able to uh, establish a point of view on whatever. So nothing was working. So I'm like, uh, shit, what is going? That's a, that's a bad feeling. When you know that you're getting ready to go to bed, and when you wake up, you've got a, just a, 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 a rather finite amount of time for, for the rubber to meet the road and put some shit out. So, oh boy. Uh, but a uh, couple of things did happen. Uh, first of all, CrossFit, more like cross shit, okay? Uh, I guess there's a guy who, like, invented CrossFit. He's like uh, Joe CrossFit or something like that. He's the guy. And if you have a CrossFit gym, or I think it's called a, a box, it's all weird. I, I have done CrossFit for a period of time, and there's all sorts of uh, different pieces of terminology that they utilize. Uh, it, the guy who came up with it, uh, he then was smart enough to uh, – uh, market it as you know you 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 now have it's like a cult you know there's like mr crossfit the the one dude who's in charge of the whole damn thing well he's in a shit storm of trouble and that's a little weird because the amount of attacking he's getting is i mean i am apt to jump all over people's shit on, on a lot of things but in this day and age, if you are in any business after the two gigantic stories that have happened, most recently George Floyd, I have, I kind of understand, but at the same time, I kind of don't understand the idea that if you don't speak out in support of George Floyd or speak out against police brutality, if you, if you choose to just be quiet, you're labeled a racist. So that does that mean that if anybody just decides that they just would rather 
you know, they're, they're not really that type of personality to speak out about type of thing, that they're a racist. Well, that's the case here. And he said something that was a little callous, but I don't, I'm having a hard time understanding the label of racist on Mr. CrossFit. I'll explain more when we talk about it. There's a new study about human behavior dealing with the coronavirus, which shows how stupid some people really are. This is sickening. It actually made me sad. There's a new list, well, a list that went around yesterday uh, covering each state's favorite food chain that pissed everybody off. So you see a map of the uh, of the 48 and then Hawaii and Alaska, and there's a logo to a now, I guess I shouldn't say it's not it's not all fast food, but a favorite food chain like Olive Garden or Denny's on each state. And it pissed everybody off. So there's that. And I need to discuss what's going on there. It's not what it seems. And what is it going to take to get rid of racist statues? All right. I have that. And also uh, a story about from my neck, uh, my old stomping ground when I was a kid. A community called Romeo, Michigan, which is uh, actually the home of Kid Rock. That's right. I used to be so such a big fan of Kid Rock. I, I kind of, kind of moved away from that. I'm just not that into it as much as I used to be, which is a shock to some of you because uh, I, I actually wanted to be Kid Rock for a period of time. Um. Anyway, in Romeo. All right, there, there's a big giant rock. That uh, is called Romeo Rock, and people paint messages on it all the time. Well, uh, boy, it's it's turned into a bit of a racist thing. But I, I think there's a, a glimmer of hope to it to it all. Uh, but first, so, <clears throat> excuse me, on the open, got a couple things to get to. And uh, one of them is my report card from fifth grade. And this is really, I'll talk about this in a second. And this is, it's really weird how it came to light. This ancient document, this 40-year-old document in front of me, which uh, when, when I read it to you, we'll go, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, diet bet struggles. I woke up this morning, woke up this morning, got yourself a gun, da-da-da-da, Sopranos theme song, and I just love that song. Oh, it's great. Um. I was starving, starving. And I, I don't ever wake up starving because, you know, for the most part, I have been eating uh, uh, mostly a protein-based diet and uh, avoiding the carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, sugars. And that's been going great. I just, it just makes me feel good. I'm stronger. I'm, I'm lighter. I'm faster. I went running yesterday. And uh, I had to do one-mile repeats, which means you warm up for a mile nice and easy. And then as mile two starts, you just step on the gas, man. Now, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I, my lungs and heart were at near max, just below it. Probably about five to ten beats below my max. I was at my lactate threshold. So I'm doing this workout. At, Joe Moore will understand this. I'm doing it at threshold, so you're breathing. You can probably only maintain that for about 10, 15 minutes. That's about uh, a little bit slower than five. Eh, probably about 10K pace, so a little longer than 15 minutes, maybe a little faster than 10K pace. You're, you're all like, Zane, this is fucking stupid. Stop talking like this. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm sorry. 
I'm killing it, though. I can just feel. I'm lighter. I'm faster. I'm like, yes, I'm getting it back. I'm going to be 50 before you know it. I'm going to be sub seven on the miles. Yes, sweet. Yes, I'm, I'm coming back, man. And as I walked in the door, it dawned on me from the workout that Diana and the and Jacqueline and Justin went to Sakura to put in because they put in a big sushi order. We felt like we wanted to. Uh, it was the first day back for restaurants, but it turns out Sakura is not even uh, taking customers. They're still doing curbside because they they're one of those businesses that's like, ah, we're we're not going to open just yet for whatever reason. So. What we do, went to the website. I said, oh, man. All right, California, California roll, tempura, California. This is what you do. You go you go to this place, and this is what you order online. You got to order the volcano roll, which is a bit spicy. Volcano, uh, Vegas roll, which has a cream cheese in it. Fusion roll and dragon roll. Six, count them, six rolls. That's a lot of food. I come walking in from the workout, sweating like a pig, jump in the shower, cool down. Right after that, here comes the sushi. Yes. And I go, all right, all dieting out the window. This is just how it's going to be. I'll figure it out somewhere down the road. Diet bed be damned. And just boom, boom, boom. Don't stop. Did you know that it's an insult if you take a piece of sushi first of all don't eat it with a fork don't eat it with your hands use the freaking chopsticks okay <clears throat> excuse me if you don't take the whole roll and put it in your mouth and eat it apparently it's an insult you're not supposed to bite it like a cookie you're supposed to go Oof. the whole thing goes in there so destroying the sushi my gosh, was that a, I haven't eaten anything out of the house in, I mean, other than home-cooked food since the pandemic started, I think. I can't remember if I've had any takeout. So, yeah, awesome, outside of pizza. But that uh, pretty much shoots, uh, shoots a diet bet, and what it does is it uh, kind of uh, takes you a little bit closer, or like uh, it swings that meter of ketosis. You're, you're then... Your body is, is like, oh, boy, we've been uh, working hard to burn your fat because you won't give us any carbohydrate, you dick. So uh, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, thank God, he's letting up. Oh, he's going back to fat. So we don't have to work so hard to get the energy for his dumb brain. Let's go and burn all these carbs. <clears throat> so your body does that, and then right after that, I'm famished. So right now, I'm just starving. Shit. Oh, the, the the discomfort is just, I can feel it right here. I just want to go and just murder a couple bowls of Reese's Puffs and then maybe follow it up with some uh, 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 frosted shredded wheat or frosted mini wheats. But no, I got to get back on the wagon quickly and strongly, and that is that. And I don't know how this next thing happened, but when I got in from the workout, I'm walking in, and why on the... On the um, uh, floor of my garage. This would be here. I don't know. There is a um, a a little box of um, in somewhere in my house. I don't know where that has like keepsakes from when I was a kid. You know, maybe something I did in Cub Scouts or 
Uh, it's it's a my uh, mother gave it to me. Every parent does this at some point in their life. They like here here's your shit from when you were a kid. Now, uh, truth be told, I don't know if I'm gonna have that for my kids, but I'm kind of glad that my mother did this because uh, I I actually remember the day that I got this report card. Uh, it was uh, the first marking period for fifth grade for Eric Zane. Uh, my real last name, as you all know, is Zaitunian, so Eric Zaitunian. I went to Wilkerson Elementary, which is still there to this day. I sometimes, um, when I visit my mother, my mother's, uh, or my old neighborhood, I don't know if you ever knew this, but um, if I go to Warren, where is, which is where I grew up, and visit my mother now, where she lives, it's probably like three miles from the house that I grew up in. Man, one of my favorite things to do is to go and drive up and down the streets of that old neighborhood. Excuse me. It really takes me back. And I, I uh, oh, my God, I, I get excited just thinking about that. I, I, I just, I just uh, love doing that. I just realized I never did start recording the podcast. So I'll have to. I'll have to dub over the first part from the Facebook video in order to actually be able to post the podcast. In fact, hang on a second here. That's a first. Check, check. Do I have video, audio? Good. All right, where was I? So, um, and then in fact, I'll I'll actually drive over to the um to the school. This this school that I was going to that this happened in, and look in the windows. I I I've talked about this recently on the podcast. And uh, and and I'll look in there, and I, I and and the hallways look like they're that they've like they've shrunk, and and then it dawns on me, no, you were just little when you walked through these halls, and uh, so I mean it's it's really incredible to see that it's like a, it's like a time capsule, you know. I'm all about looking at this. That's that's if you notice with me, a lot of the nostalgia is always around me and my youth, and and that's part of the reason why I love going up north so much to the fear bunker is because i mean i'll be 50 in less than a month and i i've been going there since i was five weeks old so to be i mean it's just all kind of works you know are you like me at all in any way like that but uh maybe not so yeah i was looking look, looking into the window of the school and uh then i i dawned on me that over the years they've they've made improvements to the school and there's cameras everywhere and so it dawns on me that there's probably some guy who's looking at a tape or a live video of, of some weirdo staring in the school. Like, oh, we got a bogey staring into the school. It's another weirdo. He's probably going to uh, pull out his crank and pound his putt any second. Or uh, perhaps uh, we have a future school shooter. We're going to keep an eye out for this guy. It's probably like my face on the wall. Kids, don't talk to this guy, this goblin-looking man. So uh, that's where this is from. 1980-81 school year. Fifth grade, Wilkerson Elementary. The teacher's name was Mr. Palo. P-A-L-O. I wonder if Palo is still around to this day. I'm guessing he was in his mid-30s, maybe maybe late 30s. I remember he had a hot-ass wife. Uh, Dick, I think his name was Dick. Was it Dick Palo? Richard Palo? Uh, I think he went on to become a uh, a principal in the school district. This guy was a dick. I hated this guy. That oh my god, did I I could not stand dealing with this dude. He was such a pain in the ass. 
Now, truth be told, I say that now, but if I had a, a video of my behavior back then and then saw what he had to deal with, I might understand a little bit more. So I think I was a pretty big dick. In fact, I remember this was the teacher where um, there was a moment where, and I've, I've mentioned this before, when I figured out that if you took the erasers and bet, you know, the, uh, with, with chalk all over them, you know, we would, I don't even know if they use chalkboard, uh, chalkboards actually in school. I think they use like dry erase boards, but, uh, so the, the chalk dust was all on the erasers and I figured out that there was uh, two or three kids in the class. Uh, they were all girls. I remember Heather Essenmacher, uh, 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 Kristen, Chris, uh, I forget, Grahuski, Grahowski, I don't know, some Polish chick, and Jenny Markuzik, who were all the sweetest young ladies ever. Uh, and I figured out that if you banged the erasers in their face, they would get very distraught. And the reason why they'd get so upset and tell me not to do it was because they had asthma or something like that. And so... I was like, oh, well, you might as well just say, Eric, please bang those in my face more because you're such a stupid shit. So I would take the erasers and just bang them in her face and in their faces and blow the dust in their face. Like, oh, God. And the kids start coughing. And I'm like, ah. Well, Palo flips and he's he's pissed off. And so, you know, maybe he wasn't such a dick. Maybe the guy was was actually a great teacher. And uh, he 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 flip he would flip your desk. This is back in the day when you could get away with this shit. Uh, he would take my desk and actually, uh, there were freestanding desks, and you open the lid and your shits inside of there. He took it. He goes out, and he would want me out of the class. And he'd lift the desk and throw it out into the media center, which was the library. And it would it would land, and my desk was all fucked up, and the hinges were busted because he's constantly physically throwing the desk out in the books go flying clean it up stay out there oh my god the shit i put that man through he probably i i wonder if if uh you know because if you're a teacher if this guy's still alive if there's any way if you said a name to him of us of a problem student would he remember could i have caused enough trauma in this man's life that 40 years later, for for nine months, uh, when I was his student, that it was burned in his brain the name. Like, if, I mean, there's, I mean, how? There's no way a, a teacher could remember names, but maybe not. Maybe. Uh, uh, and and so I wonder if this guy is still alive. If if you said, hey, I do you recall a name of a student named this? And then if he goes, oh, yeah, oh, my God, one of the all top five, top three, all-time worst kids I've ever known. That might be me. Why the hell this was on the floor of my garage is still a mystery. I don't know if somebody went through that box of uh, keepsakes and artifacts from when I was a kid. I have I haven't interviewed all the possible suspects in this home as to why this would be out, but as you can see, I have the document right in front of me. It's an old thing, and uh, so this was at a time when when they graded it. All they would do is uh, in fifth grade they would give you an S, uh, an S minus, or an N. 
S's satisfactory. You want all S's. If you get an S minus here and there, no big deal. Not the end of the world. It's still satisfactory with maybe need a little work. If you get an N, that's a problem. You don't want the N word. Say no to the N word. Do not use the N word if you're reading your report card. Well, I had all sorts of N words on this thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, six N words. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, if you have like two or three, that's that's enough to get you like uh, in trouble with your parents. But if you have six N words, which means needs improvement, it isn't anything nasty. Uh, you you uh, you you have trouble. This is a miracle because I didn't do shit back then. Uh, this was at a time, 1980, 81. I am uh, now a latchkey kid. Uh, I'm getting myself off to school because my brother is in ninth grade and I'm in fifth grade. So he leaves before me. I have to leave myself, shut the door behind me. It's locked. We have a key hidden outside. My mom is at work at that point. And uh, then that's the way I would get myself off to school. I come home. Mom's still not home. Pain in the ass. My brother Jim has to make dinner for the family. That's the way we lived. Seemed to work, but it was a little bit of a struggle. All right. I didn't I, I, I didn't lift one finger to ever get my homework done. So I don't know how this is this could be a thing. In mathematics, I got all S's. Actually, three of them were S minuses. Uh, knows basic facts, X S minus. Understands basic processes. That's a miracle. S. Works well in solving problems. S minus. Oh boy. Reasons well in problem solving. S minus. Now, when I went to college, I actually did do pretty well in mathematics. But it was only because I had I paid for the class, and that's when I started to apply myself. I don't think I applied myself in school from kindergarten to uh, when I started to pay for college. All of those time, all those years leading up to that, I hated school. I didn't try. I didn't do the homework. I cheated. I did everything I could to get by at the bare minimum. I don't ever remember being satisfied with anything in school of my uh, of my uh, um, performance, other than Mrs. McCormick's speech class. And the radio program in, in high school. Other than that, no care in the world. Language expresses ideas orally and in writing. S minus. Uses good listening skills. S minus. I am flat out amazed that, that's a, that I, I did that well. Reading. Grade level five. Identifies new words independently. S. I got a big fat N. For understands what he reads. That sounds absolutely like me. Have you ever opened up a book and then you realized after about 10 minutes that you've been reading the same sentence over and over again? I'm that guy. Now, I don't know if that has to do with the uh, uh, adult ADHD diagnosis that I, that, I, uh, that I earned, that I am proud of. Never forget it. He goes, Eric, you have it. Very, very bad. This is a horrible case. Eight. It's a very involved case of ADHD. He didn't say horrible. Very involved case of ADHD. You, you are, uh, you, you fit all the profiles of this. It's, it's pretty classic. What do I do? He goes, nothing. I go, what do you mean? Aren't you supposed to like get medicine and and you like somebody? You know, you, you go to a therapist for the rest of your life. He goes, no. You're 50 years old. You've adapted somehow. Despite all of this, you've managed to be very productive, which is a miracle. So just keep doing what you're doing and go with it. So, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's see. 
this is crazy. I got a S for reads for pleasure. All right. Big fat N working up to his capacity. You know, and that's kind of like a little bit of a compliment. Like they knew, Mr. Palo knew that I had more more gas in the tank, but I'm just, yeah, just wasn't interested. School was a little boring to me. God, did I hate that do that work. It was terrible. Science and health, this actually is, you know, as I, I take it back. I, I didn't have a real interest in this and still do to this day. Uh, uh, all S's demonstrates an understanding of concepts, shows growth and process skills, practices good health and safety. Hmm, I don't know about that uh, today. Social studies, all S's. Yeah, this does, this, this, this is crazy because I am super interested in science and health. And as you know, social studies is, well, it's, I'm constantly talking about uh, social things and uh, commentary on, on things in the world, current events all the time on here. So this all kind of makes sense. Shows growth in knowledge of concepts. All S's here. Shows interest and appreciation of other people. S. Wait a minute. I mean, maybe interest, but I don't know about appreciation nowadays. Developing map and reference study skills. I guess they taught that there. Developing the ability to apply knowledge to new situations. S. All right, great. Spelling. Spells words correctly and knows the basic list. Yes, satisfactory. Spells written work correctly. Nope. Ah. Writing. Uses care in written work. This will be no surprise. Writes legibly. To this day, it looks like I never, it looks like I write with the wrong hand. It's so bad. It always has been. And I've passed that along to Madison, by the way. She can't, I mean, it looks like she's writing, she's like one of those people who wedges a pencil between her toes because she has no arms or something and manages to write, you know. She, but it's, she's using her hands. Attitudes and habits. This is, uh, this will be interesting. This is an, a shock. Works and plays well with others. S. Well, it's been all downhill from there because I know I don't. And I am very proud of that. I would work well and play well with others if everyone wasn't so fucking stupid. Oh, another miracle. As, again, I, I think I was at my peak in fifth grade with an S and works well and plays well with others. An S minus, which is still pretty good, is courteous and considerate. What? S recognizes rights and property of others. Yeah, I might recognize it, but then I'll probably wipe, wipe my ass with it too at some point. A big fat N-word uses time effectively, not satisfactory. Takes care of personal things, S. Mm. I wish that were true now. Accepts responsibility, S. Yeah, I, I, I do that now, right? I think. 
Oh, boy. This is something that I do not, I get an N for now. And I got an S for then. Accepts criticism. Nope. I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. Just keep it to yourself. Shut up. I guess sometimes I do if it's the right person. But, I mean, just as evidence yesterday, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate it. I don't want it. Keep it away. Keep it to yourself. Follows directions carefully. S minus. Uh, back to the uh, whether or not it's legible. I got a big fat N for does work neatly. An S. Participate. I got an S for participates in group activity. Oh, yuck. There's nothing I, I would, I would, uh, I, there's nothing that I, I dislike more than be working in a group setting, especially the way it's been lately for me. <clears throat> Let's see. Superintendent is Arthur Woodhouse. He's no doubt dead. I wonder, typically they would write comments here in this thing. And, uh, and, th- and there were none written. I've got more of these. I got to go and dig up some more. And, and I needed to find out why exactly. Why would this be laying on the floor of my garage? Unbelievable. Oh, I just wanted to share that. It's amazing. Find something laying on the floor of the garage. Take it to the podcast. All good. All right. Now, you can tell it's back to uh, 2021. November 25, 2021, because I'm still stuffed up like an asshole. Thank you for enjoying this. I get, I hope you're enjoying it to some degree. Oh, my God. Uh, part of the show brought to you by Blue Frost IT. I can't stress this enough. As you reach for the bounce ahead 15 seconds button, don't do it. Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to run into a friend of yours who has a smaller or medium-sized business, and he's going to start bitching about how his, uh, all, all of his equipment sucks, and you won't be able to help him because you didn't uh, hear this. That's why I beat you over the head with it, so you pay attention to this shit, and then tell your dumb friend who needs to upgrade his tech about Blue Frost IT. Picture this. Your dumb friend has 10 employees. They all hate your dumb friend. Because all of his equipment sucks, and they can't believe that they work for such a shithead. Okay? So, your dumb friend's staff is about to have a mutiny on them because they're working with garbage. So, your dumb friend needs to call up Blue Frost IT, sit down with them for a complimentary consultation to tell the folks at Blue Frost IT what they do with their business. Oh, yeah, we're into graphics or whatever. Blue Frost IT, Alan takes careful notes, says you're going to need this, 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 and this to do a whole upgrade. Okay, he helps uh, you uh, secure all of that. He sets it all up for you. That's called project work. Also great for managed IT service provider work and on and on and on. If you're moving the office, they can help with that. Anything tech-related, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Also taking time to mention Horizon Hydroponics. 
uh, uh, Santa Claus is, uh, is, you know, going to be coming. I don't even know why I, I started talking about Santa Claus and buying hydroponic equipment. That was stupid. Forget that I said that. Anyway, with holiday shopping, uh, somebody in your family, somebody on your list, uh, maybe they um, would love some type of uh, a gift certificate to Horizon Hydroponics. Uh, you can check them out online and uh, call the number right online on their website, horizonhydroponics.com, and ask about that. Anything you purchase online, it can be shipped anywhere in the U.S. for 200 and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm wrecking this. It's again late. If you spend $250 or more, the shipping is free. That's what I meant to say. And use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout. And you will get uh, 10% off. All right. One more. I swear that's it. Um, Frank the Tank Fuss right now as we speak is probably um, curling 300 pounds, making his arms even more huge. And then maybe doing uh, weighted uh, uh, dips for his triceps. He's trying to hit the 30-inch mark on his biceps this year. Call or text Frank Fuss at uh, My Policy Shop Insurance, 616-914-4070. Whether you're buying insurance in the marketplace, you need need health insurance, um, dental insurance, Medicare, Maybe you have insurance from your employer and you have questions. Maybe you need a supplemental policy because your employer's insurance sucks tons of dick. That happens sometimes. Sometimes you work for a cheap fuck, all right, who, you know, you have to pay uh, for the insurance, a portion of it, and it's shitty, and every year you get less and less. You might need to do that buy a supplemental policy so that when, you know, you've got to pay 20% of, uh, of the bill after insurance kicks in, you're still going to be brutally boned. Call or text Frank 616-914-4070. Continuing on with the not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Reach out to me anytime. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. On the Green Clean Technologies inbox, Tim writes this, emailer Tim. Uh, Regarding my report card, Tim, enjoying the podcast live today. How you doing, buddy? Says, dear Mr. and Mrs. Z, I have some good news, good news and bad news about your son Eric's time at school. The good news is that your son has the perfect face for radio. He adds, the bad news is that because of your son's chronic masturbation and his aptitude to piss people off, he will most likely with you till he's well into his 50s. God bless the whole family and good luck with that hot mess. So he's suggesting that if there there were any comments on there, maybe they would say that. About the sushi, Tyler writes, thanks for making me incredibly hungry at work with these sushi talk, dickhead. I might have to make a trip to get some sushi tonight. I don't think I've ever found um, a um, a food that it that I that I just I devour it. I mean, it's it's actually scary 
the um, how quickly I consume it and how I don't like to talk anybody while I'm eating it. And I quite literally eat it until it starts to hurt where I'm just shy when I'm eating it of being somewhat upset stomach. Like my stomach is like, okay, if you eat anymore, I'm going to make you feel nauseous. I don't quite eat till I'm about to puke, but it might be just short of that. Okay. Coronavirus home remedies. This one made the rounds and boy, um, absolutely incredible. It uh, was sent to me. The story goes, I got I ripped it off of uh, Ch- channel seven in Detroit. Um, a, uh, Reporter wrote the uh, wrote the article after reading re- results, a report from the CDC that found out that two out of five Americans are using um, inappropriate are inappropriately using things to, in their mind, keep them safe from coronavirus. When in fact, they probably are making themselves, if not very sick, uh, compromised or feeling terrible for a period of time. And I don't know if this has something to do with uh, leadership when Trump said inject uh, chemicals. Who knows? There's no way to tell. Now, people on the left would like you to believe that. But I don't know. I honestly, I think that people are just stupid. And by the way, it need, I need to point this out. There is changing information. And this is kind of a bummer because... You know, I spent a lot of time talking about what we had learned from the CDC. And now there's other government organizations that are kind of contradicting what we had known from the CDC. Uh, and I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing and and know that there there, there, there is some confusing contradictions about how you catch it. Uh, the infectiousness, if a person does have it. And to go down it right now, I think, would just make you even more confused and make myself confused. I think it's just good practice to keep your hands washed, socially distant. Uh, I don't know. And definitely don't shake hands. I don't want to shake anybody's hands. Sneeze and cough into your elbow. I think we can just leave it there. But uh, this is ridiculous. According to this, uh, this study, from this report, 39% of those people surveyed had tried a potentially harmful cleaning practice in the last month. By the way, all the uh, wiping down of your, uh, of your groceries, you, know, you don't have to do that. That's, it, we didn't have to do it back then. Uh, remember they were saying, oh, yeah. It can live on hard surfaces for three days and cardboard for a day. I mean, I said those words. Now, whether or not that's true, I, I guess I haven't been told otherwise, but they have said it's extremely unlikely anyone can get sick from touching, uh, touching surfaces like that. And I'm like, well, how exactly have we been getting sick then? Is it through just airborne transmission? Is it through just contacting a person directly i mean what i mean what's going on here so 39 percent of those surveyed had tried um potentially harmful cleaning practices in the last month you won't believe some of these 
This person writes, in my opinion, that's way too many folks who think they're making themselves safer when in reality, these practices really aren't doing much of anything to prevent uh, coronavirus infections. So exactly what do these survey respondents do? 19% of the people surveyed had used, had gotten bleach and put it on their fruits and vegetables. Like wiped the fruits and vegetables down. Now, I don't know if it's straight bleach, bleach solution, wiped it down with bleach solution and then rinsed it. Uh, not a good idea. 18% had used cleaning products on hands or skin. So uh, maybe wiping your hands with bleach, maybe, uh, I don't know, spraying the Clorox on it, the Clor- using a Clorox wipe on your hands. Not a, I guess that's not a good thing. 10% misted the body with cleaning or disinfectant spray. So, yeah, you know, kid comes home from school and they, like, spray the kid down head to toe. Does nothing, makes you sick. 6% would inhale vapors from household cleaners or disinfectants. So, uh, all right, you got the, the bleach and just breathing it. And 4% tried drinking or gargling diluted bleach solutions, soapy water, and other cleaning and disinfectant solutions. I mean, first of all, what fucking moron is going to admit this? And if the moron admits that, do they still think that it's okay? And if you do this study and you find out that 4% of people are gargling bleach, isn't it, uh, aren't you supposed to track them down and like take them out of the population or at least, or at least warn them. My God. What were the health problems that some of these people encountered? About 25% of the respondents said they had at least one harmful health effect. They included nose or sinus irritation, skin irritation, eye irritation, dizziness, lightheadedness or headache, upset stomach or nausea, and breathing problems. Uh, the article says now some folks might think that these problems might not sound all that bad, but let me tell you, misuse can cause severe tissue damage and corrosive injury. And ingesting bleach can be quite hazardous to one's health. If there is, I mean, sh- seriously, it, uh, it would make me so sad if I found out that one of you people listening to this show has done even one of these things. It would actually... I, I don't know what I would do. I might have to ban you from from actually listening to the podcast because I don't want anybody listening to the podcast who is that dumb. I take it back. No, I, I can't be. I have as few. I have such a small audience as it is. I can't be banning people because because they're doing. I take that all back. The report says there are, quote, important knowledge gaps in gaps in the safe use of cleaners and disinfectants among U.S. adults. That is a very kind way of saying there are dumb shits in the world. They, they worded it as there are important knowledge gaps in the safe use of cleaners and disinfectants among U.S. adults. No, there are dumb shits. Because if you add up all of these numbers, okay, 19 used bleach on fruits and veggies 18 percent more use cleaning products on their hands or skin that is that one isn't so bad but still kind of bad that's 37 percent of people 
Another 10% misted their body with cleaning or disinfectant spray. That has it up to 47% of the respondents. Another six inhaled the vapors. That's 53% of the respondents. And 4% tried drinking or gargling diluted bleach solutions. So that means out of 100 people in a room studied, 57% of those, 57 of the 100 are dumb as fuck. So 100 people, 57 are stupid as shit, and 43 aren't. That's what it breaks down to. My gosh, what have we done to the world? The report says, uh, while there are the important knowledge gaps, as I said, that we... Uh, that and that we really need to talk more about how to safely use cleaners and disinfectants. So then the the article goes on and tells you what to do. I mean, seriously, why do we need to t- have these conversations with people? Always read and follow the label's directions. These people can't read. Wear gloves, eye and skin protection. I'm saying don't do any of these things because the quicker these people are out of the gene pool, the better off the world is going to be. Man. All right. What the hell is defund the police? I started seeing signs that said defund the police and even disband the police. So what is that all about? Does that mean what I think it means? And I don't think it does. Because when I see defund the police or disband the police, I think people might be under the impression that you would just take the because the city of uh, in Minneapolis they have the city council has agreed to I think it's this uh, to defund the police and I think that that's a part of a big broad thing I'm not entirely sure I'm still getting to uh, my uh, gathering information but I'm still going to talk about it now um, you might be under the impression that they just make it so the community has no police force anymore and that the 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 idea would be some people might have the idea that in minneapolis that there would be no policing so there would be no traffic stops there would be no um if there's a domestic issue the police would not be there to restore the order if there was a brawl the police could not help if there was a murder there would be no police intervention or i i guess i mean that's that's what people are thinking and then the thought is then you take the money that would have funded the police and you uh, push that instead of from to policing to uh community outreach for black communities and it, it does sound a little strange to me because uh well i mean people pay for social services and their taxes and 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 they they would want police fire you know and they're things that they pay for in their taxes, their municipalities to be, but people say, no, 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 we've had it. We don't want the police force. Well, this actually has happened once. And I want you to listen to this because I don't think it is exactly what it seems. And, uh, and and because when they say that they disband the police force, the initial impression that I had was there is no more police force. There's a community known as Camden, New Jersey, which is near Philadelphia. And this is a rough, a rough place to live. Uh, Very, very high crime. And, and here's what happened in Camden. They disbanded their police department seven years ago. 
The article talks about how in Minnesota, Minnesota said that they are uh, they're considering the fairly rare course of doing that, disband- disbanding the city police department. It's not the first locale to break up a department, but no cities as populous have ever attempted it. The Minneapolis City Council members haven't specified what or who will replace it if the department disbands. By the way, both Trump and Biden say that they do not want this. Both of them. They actually agree on this. Camden has done this years ago. They, uh, their city has a population about 17% the size of, of Minneapolis, dissolved its police department in 2012 and replaced it. So there is a police force there. So that, that answers one question for me. There is police there. There are, there are police, police men and women. They replaced it with an entirely new one after corruption rendered the existing agency unfixable. All right. Before that, they were routinely named one of the most violent cities in the U.S. I lived reasonably close to there for a few years. Now, seven years after that department was all booted, the city's crime rate has dropped by almost half. Officers host outdoor parties for residents and knock on doors to introduce themselves. It's a radically different Camden than it was even a decade ago, and here's how they did it, according to this article. First of all, it says, why do, do, why do police departments dissolve the police, or why do departments dissolve police? A city's decision to do this is often a matter of money, and the cities that choose to do so are often quite small. Camden clo- comes close to, closest to Minneapolis in its, in its size. Um, their crime rate was among the worst in the U.S. with uh, with nine square miles and among nearly 75,000 resi- 75, residents. There were over 170 open-air drug markets reported in 2013. Violent crime was massive. Police corruption at the core. Officers routinely planted evidence on suspects, fabricated reports, and committed perjury. After it was exposed, courts overturned the convictions of 88 people. So it's a mess. So they said, all right, let's wipe the whole damn thing out. And then they started over. City officials had two objectives in remaking Camden's police, reducing the crippling violent crime and making residents feel safer. Uh, they said they still have a ways to go, but still, that's been pretty good. Back then, the residents of Camden City absolutely feared the police department and members of the department. They wanted, uh, so they wanted something different. So apparently what they did uh, is they started to do like uh, cops basically are assigned like a beat and they, they just walk an area and that's where they stay. If you're, if you are made a cop, let's say you're a rookie cop. The first thing they do is uh, the, the cop, um, well, they, they made all this very, a uh, very public process and they had various members of that community create this thing from the ground up. So, kind of makes sense doesn't it so they they work with the community they're, they're still cops they're still armed they're still enforcing the law but um when you rip it down to the studs and remodel it now you have a police force that's built on community input to serve and not you've eliminated the problem so it kind of makes sense if you think about it but then these cops when they when they get new to the force they um, introduce themselves to every home that they are, that are part of their beat. So the familiar faces are there, 
and then the outreach starts. It's incredible. The article says it starts from an officer's first day when a new recruit joins a force that required to knock on the doors of homes in the neighborhood that they're assigned. They introduce themselves to ask neighbors, hey, you know what's been going on? What needs improving? You know, it's almost like the, uh, um, like a legislator, how they represent a community. That's what the cop has to do now. Training emphasizes de-escalation, he said, and the department's use of force policy makes clear that deadly force is the last option. Now police host, their jobs entail like hosting a barbecue in the neighborhood. So the cop in policing, it's like today's barbecue day, and he, he like hauls up a, a, a roasted pig into the middle of the street that all the people come out, they sit there, and they have like a, a friggin' pig roast with the cop. Oh my God. Uh, police host pop-up barbecues. They pull up in Mr. Softy ice cream trucks. So basically, the tactical uh, 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 rolling, the, the, the tank, the armored vehicle has been replaced with a, with a Mr. Softy truck. Who knew? They host drive-in movie nights. Uh, recently, the movie choice, The Lion King. They probably got sued by Disney over that. This area of Camden was known as the city's heroin highway. Now, not so much. The Community First Initiative has made improving diversity within the force a priority, too. Whites are the minority in Camden. So um, the department representative said the new department has hired more black and brown officers to serve black and brown residents. Uh, we don't want to make sure residents of the city know these streets. We want to make sure that residents of the city know these streets are theirs. He said they need to claim these streets as their own, not let drug dealers and criminals claim them. Then the article goes on to talk about what Minneapolis can learn from criticism of Camden. And uh, I'll let you piece. I'll let you look at this yourself, uh, the rest of it. But uh, I mean, I, I think that people might be pointing at this community for maybe some type of template. So I, I wanted to talk about this because the idea is, is, uh, is isn't so much just we don't have a police force anymore. That, those terms disband and defund uh, have a lot to do with a total overhaul, if, if you will. That's what they did there. So that's what that means. And I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people hear that and they think, oh, no, Flashpoint, I hate you. And uh, you're, you're a, you know, you want to dis- disband the police. Hell no. And it's I think the lack of information, at least in my opinion, might be causing some of you to build up more walls about this concept. I'm not saying that this is the way to go, but I'm saying that there's a lot more to it. Um than just, we don't have a police force. All right. Quicker I get this done, the quicker I can get to bed, play Candy Crush till I pass out, wake up Saturday, November 26, and start to work on the basement. Yeah, that's right, fuckers. Um, Diana says you got a little free time. Can you get uh, get some of that work done in the basement? Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right. Um, she said to me today, look, um, I'm going to want to be hosting a shower here for Jacqueline wedding stuff. We can't have this looking like this. I go, you're right. 
You've got a one-month deadline. She's given me a one-month deadline. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I didn't I didn't balk at it. I kind of just thought, well, you're you're a fucking kook. So there you go. You're probably gonna hear me tell that story again at some point. Okay. Let's all get together and buy a ticket for one of Big Dick uh Big Dick Donnie Veltman's comedy shows um, coming to the area. Fullhousecomedy.com is where you go if you want to go see a comedy show. Unless a personal friend of mine is appearing at Dr. Grin's, uh, don't go there. If you go to Dr. Grin's, you're going to get AIDS. Fuck those guys. I can't even get behind that joke. I'm sorry. December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Ali Sadiq is coming to town. Park Theater, Rockford Lanes, and Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. Carlos Steelcia, Park Theater, and Billy's Lounge the following week. I still cannot get over how skinny that fucker is. He looks like a different dude. Seriously. He looks like fucking Ricky Martin now. All right. Where the fuck was I? Uh, so, yeah, go, go see a comedy show. Uh, one more thing here. Actually, two more things. Bennett Flooring Installation. Call Jacob or Jen, uh, Jason. Boy, you can just tell I'm circling the drain. 616-318-0167. They're giving away flooring. $1,500 flooring giveaway. I want you to email me your story as to why you could really use a flooring upgrade in your home. 616-318-0167. Otherwise, call or text Jacob today and reach out because if you're in the West Michigan area, even a little bit further out of that, they will drive and measure the room that you want the flooring installed in and then they will install it for you. This is kind of like half do it yourself. You rip out the old shit. You go and you buy it at Johnson Flooring, and then, um, you know, that's it. They, they will install it for you. 616-318-0167. Okay. And then there's, if you're looking for a job, and you're an experienced driver with a CDLB with passenger endorsement, you need to reach out to my friends at Affordable Limousine and Party Bus buscareers.com is the site you go there you fill out the form you go you get an interview and then you too could be working in this terrific terrific line of work you're working smarter not harder what took you 10 hours to earn a certain amount of money now that's going to take you three hours okay you're making great money you're getting tips it's awesome and you can quite literally work as little or as much as you want if you make yourself available six days a week, there you go. That's how you do that. Me, not so much. I'm like, ah, call me when you need me. But still, they're awesome. Love those guys at Affordable Limousine and Party Bus. Buscareers.com. You could be driving limousines, Hummer limousines, uh, trolleys, shuttles, uh, sprinter vans, motor coaches, you name it. Affordable Limousine. And party bus at buscareers.com.
This came across my desk. It is a uh, informational map of the United States. Kind of a fun thing. And Barstool put it out. And it says, all right, here's the United States. And every single state we have surveyed this has a favorite chain restaurant. Well, you know, you're uh, completely rolling in money when your articles are absolute bullshit, just intended to piss people off and draw attention to yourselves. Uh, It sounds about right for Dave Portnoy, who is probably one of the biggest troublemakers that is walking the earth today. I love the fact that he does this shit. It's pretty funny. I love all the tweaks at Roger Goodell. But this uh, this kind of had everybody scratching their head as to what's going on. It turned out to be a complete scam. The headline from Distractify.com, it says, did that barstool map infuriate you as well? And the reason why it was driving people crazy is because uh, on each state, you have a logo for a uh, favorite restaurant for that state. Like, for example, Montana has the Golden Arches on it. In-N-Out Burger is on uh, Nevada and Arizona, Washington and Oregon. Denny's is on the state of California. Now, if I were to see that, I'd be like, oh, I don't, uh, that doesn't, all right, that, I, I guess so. How would I know? Einstein Bagels is the favorite chain of Idaho. There's no one in the world that says there's no state that would have Einstein bagels. And, and, and give me one person that goes, man, my favorite place to eat is Einstein bagels. That doesn't happen. Uh, Tim Hortons, maybe. Taco Bell, I could see that. Here's the thing that really caught everybody off guard. Chuck E. Cheese is the favorite place to eat in Minnesota, uh, I think that's, what state is that? Maybe Nebraska. I don't even know where that is. I can't tell if that's Nebraska. I don't know the shape of that state. I don't know. what My geography is so poor. It says that Illinois' favorite uh, place to eat is Chuck E. Cheese. Now, there, no one likes to eat at Chuck E. Cheese, okay? No one likes to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, the, the, the fact that you would go in there and eat the shit pizza uh, coated with sneeze and kid booger there's no one that says, man, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm going out to eat. Where are you going? My favorite place to eat, Chuck E. Cheese. I can buy Chick-fil-A in the South. I can buy KFC in the South. I can buy, no, I can't buy Dave and Buster's in Florida. No one knows anything on a menu at Dave and Buster's. Bojangles, you don't see that often. According to this map, is the top place to eat in North Carolina. By the way, it's great. I love Bojangles. Uh, let's see. Subway on, it uh, looks like, Pennsylvania. In Michigan, it's a logo I've never seen before. It's Jollibee or Hollibee. And I'm like, wait. I've lived here most of my life. I've never seen a a Jollibee restaurant. I don't even know what that is. And I searched it out. The the one closest to the state of... There isn't any in Michigan. So what the fuck? The one closest to Michigan is Chicago. And they've got other ones in Toronto. 
in the New England Saints, there's a couple where it's Dunkin' Donuts. I can buy that. Olive Garden in New Jersey. Nobody in New Jersey eats at Olive Garden. In New Jersey, they go to neighborhood Italian restaurants. There's about a million of them. Usually, they're in a strip mall. And you go in there in New Jersey. Did you know this? Maybe it's been a long time since I lived in New Jersey. But in New Jersey, a lot of these Italian restaurants, they don't have a liquor license. That's expensive. And they're all usually mom and pop places that run these uh, Italian restaurants. So what you do is when you go into the Italian restaurant, and this is why no one wants to go to Olive Garden in in New Jersey because you can do this. What you do is you bring your own wine. This is true. And you walk into the Italian restaurant and they set up an ice bucket and you put your own wine in there and you drink your own wine in the restaurant while you're eating whatever it is you order. Authentic Italian food. The map is all bullshit. And this is another example why you can't believe everything on the Internet. And it says, if you see something trending from Barstool Sports, always do your research before taking it as fact, because those folks love to stir up controversy. The map of the U.S.'s favorite restaurants took the Internet by storm the other day with information being pulled from the Public Information and Statistics and Statistics Society. And you click on it, and it's like a fake site, you know? And to say it angered a few people would be a gross understatement. Is the information accurate? They wrote, guys, to think that Denny's would be California's favorite restaurant is laughable. And by the way, the In-N-Outs don't even exist in Washington or Iowa. And what the heck is, is Jollibee? Michigan residents sure as hell don't know. And they and Barstool tweeted it out. America's favorite food chain. What a bunch of dicks. No, the map is definitely not real. The name of the place. The name of the place that the, quote, statistics that made up the map come from is a big tip. The map was made by 2020 information from the Public Information and Statistics Society, which does not exist because it was made up by Barstool, and the acronym spells PISS. How dumb. Hey, where are you going to go for lunch? Bro, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. They have the best food, said no one ever. My God. Well done, Barstool, you idiots. It must be great when you got so much money when you can go ahead and just get behind a tweet that isn't even, that's completely made up. All right. Uh, meanwhile, this whole CrossFit thing kind of blew up and it, you know, I don't, this is a perfect example of, I'm a little lean on stories today because I was like, God, I don't know if I even want to talk about this because it just seems like it's bullshit. Uh, CrossFit had a deal with Reebok. Reebok canceled the deal with CrossFit. And now all the gyms that are CrossFit gyms are actually no longer putting like CrossFit. Like there's, there's CrossFit gyms around here and, and CrossFit is a brand which I didn't really know that. I just thought it was like, like a training style. But no, it's a brand. There, there's a guy who created CrossFit. And the, guy, the, the, the founder of it is a guy by the name of Greg Glassman. And uh, according to this article, everybody's uh, said this is a racist thing. And, and I, I don't know. I want you to be the judge. I'm kind of, I, I guess so, but. All right. Here, here's what happened. 
Reebok and gyms across the country have announced that they're ending their partnership with CrossFit. I mean, this is like really, really bad uh, after the company's silence on police brutality and founder Greg Glassman's racist tweets, according to the article about George Floyd's death. I'll let you be the judge of this. But first of all, I want to pause there. If I never addressed the um, Floyd saga, because there was one day that I actually said, this is how I feel. I was outraged. And so I felt like I wanted to talk about it. And I have talked about it quite a bit. This is how I feel. The uh, the saga of me and the Kaepernick thing and and just talking to you, which is what I what, what I do. If I, for some reason, didn't, let's say I talked about everything but, for, which would be crazy to me, um, but if I didn't, would you say you are a racist and you need to be canceled? What would you do? What is that? What is what is what are the optics of a person who doesn't want to address this? In your opinion, considering it that it is, in my opinion, uh, top three news stories of the last thirty years. Outside of you have nine eleven pandemic, George Floyd, three biggest, not even close. Nothing else comes close. If I ignored that story. Would that be a glaring tell? Can you reach out to me, Eric at EricZancho.com? I'd like to know what you think about that as I continue the podcast so I can come back to that. Well, CrossFit didn't say shit about it. They didn't make a statement. But oh, time out. It, there is a difference. If I say it, I talk about current events. CrossFit does not. CrossFit is CrossFit. So I don't know if it's necessarily a fair comparison to talk about to talk about it in that light, but do, would you think that if you were at a, if you were, a, you know, whatever, if you were involved in CrossFit and the, the guy who runs CrossFit didn't say anything, would you be, would you have a problem with that? If he didn't say anything, you know what I mean? Our partnership with CrossFit HQ comes to an end later this year. Reebok said recently, we've been in discussions regarding a new agreement. However, in light of recent events, uh, we have made this, the decision to end our partnership with CrossFit HQ. A spokesperson for Reebok said in a statement, we will fulfill our remaining contractual obligations in 2020. We owe this to the CrossFit Games competitors, fans, and the community. What doesn't change is our commitment and dedication to CrossFitters and the passionate CrossFit community. I'll tell you this, side note. I think that people who do CrossFit are the fittest. They make triathlon Ironman people look like pussies. It is the ultimate combination of heart-lung strength. It's dexterity, agility, mobility. It's all there. Flexibility. Oh, my God. Oh, the strength of these people. I love watching the CrossFit Games. That's like a fucking must-watch thing for me. I love the CrossFit Games. This announcement came after Glassman tweeted at the Institute uh, for Health Metrics and Evaluation on Saturday, responding to a statement that, quote, racism and discrimination are critical public health issues that demand an urgent response. So the dude who runs uh, CrossFit, Greg Glassman, he hadn't spoken about Floyd. So... I think maybe some people were like wanting him to, or maybe they were like, wait, you know, hey, how come you haven't said anything about this? Which 
All right, I guess. This 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 organization, Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, made the uh, tweet: "Racism and discrimination are critical public health issues and demand an urgent response." All right. Glassman responded with, "It's Floyd nineteen. So you see, you can picture COVID nineteen, all caps COVID. He wrote, "It's Floyd all caps nineteen. So. Uh, the idea that is a glib response and, and um, you know, I, I don't think that uh, George Floyd's death is anything that could have any type of, uh, you know, silliness or, or um, snark associated with it. I think that's a bad look, but I don't know if that means it's racist. It's definitely in poor taste to say it's Floyd 19. And I've, I mean, I've, I make poor taste jokes all the damn time about stupid shit. That's what I do. And, uh, but uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's racist, but it's, there's definitely probably a lot of people go, oh man, I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, all right. So he says it's Floyd 19, meaning, um, I, but I, I don't know what that means in his world. I, I, I'm not sure what that is. It, I think it gets worse for this guy. He might just be saying that, he could be saying that racism is a pandemic. His death, it has a pandemic effect on the world. I guess you could look at it that way. But he kind of doubled down. This is where it gets a little bit more weird. In another reply to the tweet, Greg Glassman, the CrossFit dude, told that same institute, quote, your failed model quarantined us. And now you're going to model a solution to racism? George Floyd's brutal murder sparked riots nationally. Quarantine alone is accompanied in every age and under all political regimes by an undercurrent of suspicion, distrust, and riots. Thanks. Honestly, I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to achieve there. It all seems a little clumsy to me. I, I don't think I'm smart enough to be able to even remotely try to figure out what the fuck he's trying to achieve with that. Those tweets, though, spark backlash against the company's CEO from athletes and gym owners and social media. And so that's it. There, that I mean, that's 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 what he did, and they are throwing the book at him right now. And not maybe I'm not smart enough to figure out what the fuck he's trying to say there, but maybe callous, maybe terrible timing, and uh, maybe a very maybe callousness, snarkiness, terrible timing, uh, his silence, and a very sensitive public, maybe overly woke is creating this now cancel against CrossFit. I mean, it's going down. They're canceling his ass. Reebok's out. That's huge. All these gyms are saying, we're no longer a CrossFit gym, which, you know, if I ran a gym and it was a CrossFit gym, fuck, I wouldn't be paying the franchise fee anyway. I'd just be saying Eric's gym and just do the workouts. You know, what the fuck? You're going to shut me down? All right. So as all of this happened, CrossFit posted a statement on behalf of Glassman. The company did not immediately respond to BuzzFeed, who's writing this article that I'm that I'm reading. 
Um, they wrote, uh, I, CrossFit HQ in the CrossFit community, will not stand for racism. I made a mistake by the words I chose yesterday. My heart is deeply saddened by the pain it has caused. It was a mistake. Not, a ra- not racist, but a mistake. Fuck, I don't even know what the fuck you were saying. His initial tweets also came after an affiliate gym order from Seattle. Alyssa Royce wrote a blog. Okay, this is where it got a little weird. Um, initial tweets also came after an affiliate gym order from Seattle. Alyssa Royce wrote a blog post calling on the company to address police brutality and protests. That have, so she, this chick, this gym owner, Alyssa Royce, was pissed off that CrossFit hadn't said anything yet. Which again, I, I don't know if you can, if you can. Uh, I mean, if you, because I use Dawn dish detergent, uh, Dawn dish detergent doesn't mean that I have to go up to the guy who runs Dawn dish detergent and say you must say something about racism. I don't think every single company in America has to is obligated to say something about race in this at this time. Why? 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 Why make this? I mean, unless you either want to just make yourself, you know, jump on board because you want yourself to look good or you're doing it just to avoid the backlash. Those are the two wrong reasons for doing this. You only address this if you feel like it's burning on your brain and your heart and you want to say it and you want to express yourself. You shouldn't do it just because the world's telling you to do it, you know? She got pissed off and said that CrossFit needs to address police brutality and protests that have been happening across the country. In her post, Royce shared a note she had sent to CrossFit HQ detailing why her gym would not be renewing its affiliate membership when the contract ended. This is before all the tweets hit. She said to CrossFit, I'm being clear here. Your silence is, all caps, taking a stand. You are standing in silence on the side of history. And Brady, that's her partner, and I cannot stand on, Royce wrote. Even taking a small step to the right side of history is better than haphazardly napping on the wrong side of history. So she's basically calling out the franchise because... They're not saying what everyone else is saying. All right. And then so Glassman replied to that gym owner. And uh, she, he, Glassman disputed that it was the brand's. He, he disputed that it was the brand's responsibility to address the protests or his death. And this is what happened. He shouldn't have said this because this got it all fucked up in the first place. It added it added fuel to the fire. See, this guy's kind of a dumbass because he pulls the old Eric Zane and gets butt hurt when people do shit like this. He wrote, I sincerely believe that quarantine has adversely impacted your mental health. Had he just said, you know, maybe was a little bit more uh, you know, sensitive to her, he wouldn't have had this problem. You're doing your best, but he doesn't like taking shit either. You're doing your best to brand us as as a racist, and you know this is bullshit. That makes you a really shitty person. Do you understand that? You've let your politics warp you into something that strikes me as wrong to the point of being evil. I am ashamed of you, he added. The gym owner, Royce, told BuzzFeed News she wasn't expecting Glassman's response. You were expecting nothing? You accused the guy of being a racist. I mean, I, I would probably be pretty pissed off, too, if you... 
I'd have been pretty pretty pissed off, too, if somebody fired a pepperoni pizza at me. What happened there? So uh, she calls the guy a racist. He responds in kind. And then she runs and says, look, he's a racist. And then he, you know, it, it, it lines up with those tweets. So now the whole world is canceling CrossFit. I don't know about this one. Uh, Glassman or Royce said, I sent that note because I assumed that you cared. I thought that they cared. And I also say, hey, as a brand, you are headed for some trouble in this situation and you might want to take heed so things don't explode. See, I don't think, I think that's bullshit. I, you shouldn't be held hostage. A brand should not be held hostage. And, 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 and you either say something that you're with us or we're going to cancel you. That's not fair. It's a, it's CrossFit. Okay. People, people speak out about it because they want to speak out about it. You can't, just because a person's silent, I don't think that, that that necessarily means anything. You can't assume anything. And you definitely can't indict someone and lump them in with racists because they didn't say anything. That's bullshit. I actually kind of feel that me being that I talk about everything, if I didn't talk about Floyd, I would absolutely understand if you thought, I was a racist, but not a CrossFit gym. Who gives a fuck? Royce said she's now received hundreds of messages from CrossFitters and affiliate owners who have said that they're distancing themselves from the brand. Oh, my God. She says this has been shocking, amazing, and beautiful. You think it's beautiful that this guy, what he created from the ground up, is being destroyed. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That seems pretty fucked up. I, I, I think the tweets at best are insensitive and um, glib, but I don't think what he said is racist, and I don't think him being silent about this is racist. That's my opinion. So now watch. Oh no, I'm now I'm going to get canceled, right? I don't think so. This has been shocking, amazing, and beautiful, she wrote. I think at the core, many of us who own CrossFit gyms got into it because we truly want to help people. I believe that. And it was a real slap in the face to see the person at the helm of this would treat an affiliate that way. Well, you called him a racist, you crazy bitch. What the fuck, man? If someone called me a racist, I'd tell him to fuck off. You're lucky he didn't tell you that. He was offended that you went out of your way to indict him like that. And then you conveniently took the tweets about him being what I just said he was doing, and now you've manufactured this whole ball of outrage, and that's bullshit. Uh, Rice said, who would say those things to someone? Well, I would. You call me a fucking racist, I want to fucking punch your face. It just flies in the face of all of us who believe in human decency and compassion and supporting each other. It was a cognitive dissonance. That was just too much. Yeah, you're full of shit. You come at me with you with you, with an attack on my race, uh, saying that I'm a racist. You better be damn sure I'm gonna fucking fight you tooth and nail, and uh, and 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 not take your shit like that. Fuck you. And this guy probably works hard to not be a racist. Is he an asshole for his tweets? Maybe. But uh, I I don't know. Uh, may, maybe I'm on the wrong side of this. Maybe somebody can explain this to me. 
so that uh, and then I can maybe see it from a different point of view. But according to the uh, it's a BuzzFeed is always very left leaning. These are their facts. This is what they say is going on. And I think this is being a little overly woke on the whole thing. As always, reach out via, via the uh, Green Clean Technologies inbox. I'd love to hear from you, Eric, at ericzaneshow.com. Let's see. I want to make sure that some of these emails that I'd like to get to live are, aren't from people who want to be uh, anonymous, so I kind of have to pre-read them. This person writes, the whole thing where if you don't speak up, you're immediately a rec- uh, to be recognized as a racist is bullshit. I agree with you. If a company stays silent, this person writes, I am fine with that as long as they're consistent with staying the hell out of politics. All right. Frankly, I'm tired of the unspoken requirement to declare racism bad. No shit. Really? There you go. Thank you to that person for reaching out. This person writes, silence equals guilty of racism as the subject. Person writes, I completely agree with you. A company, and you know I'm keeping these anonymous, just airing those on the side of caution because I don't want any of these individuals at any one point have to having to deal within their own environments Uh, nonsense like this. I completely agree with you, Zane. A company should not have to release a statement just because the mob says they have to agree with what the mob says. However, it does depend on what industry your company, company is in. You being a talk show that talks about current events would absolutely have to say something. And we, and I I talked about that. So yeah, that makes sense. However, CrossFit shouldn't should not have to comment. It's exercise for the love of God. Thank you. This person writes, if you hadn't talked about Floyd's death protesting, I would be surprised as it is such a huge story, but wouldn't think you were a racist. As far as businesses such as CrossFit places, I don't care. I wouldn't expect other businesses to come out and release a statement regarding these events. And in fact, it kind of annoys me when they do. I agree with you. You ever see the people that like kind of like, uh, we at uh, so-and-so product placement here stand with you. They're fucking, that's advertising. That's bullshit. That's, that should be the, that's, you, you should get backlash for trying to, you know, uh, position yourself in these times of need. Uh, so-and-so lawn care says we're with you, you know. That's a little weird. I don't follow social media pages of restaurants or other retailers for their takes on current events. I follow them for information regarding their specific services like the fucking menu. It's wrong to assume that anyone is a racist because they haven't said anything when it's not really their place to broadcast their opinions. I think we got some wise souls that are listening to the Eric St. Joe podcast today. Finally, Zane. We're all on the same page. You're not required to get behind a movement as an individual or corporation. Cancel culture needs to disappear. And the only way that will happen is if someone finally stands up and tells them to fuck off. I guarantee someone will pick them up. So, yeah, you know, I kind of agree with that. I do agree. You know what I really like is I like the cancel culture when people do stupid shit and horrible uh, behaviors. 
That, I think, is cancel culture at its finest. I love that. I love Central Park Karen, who uh, makes a black man feel like shit and says black man's attacking me. I love the fact that her life is over. Fuck that bitch. How about that fucking asshole on the bike? I'm excited that he got an early retirement. Thumbs up to that. Fuck him. Fuck her. Assholes. Phoenix Karen got the shit smacked out of her. I hope she gets canceled, too. Whenever these assholes act like assholes and they deserve it, fuck them. But CrossFit Jim, no way. Fuck that. I'm going to go sign up today for CrossFit just because of it. All right. Okay. So this past week, as uh, we're back in real time, I guess, I was lucky enough to be able to get back on the podcast, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Thank God. Because, you know, for the longest time, I've been talking about Bennett Flooring Installation. They'll install it, but I want you to buy it from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Kent, drop the E, at a U, works for Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Uh, He actually works at the outlet store uh, right in downtown Granville, just down the road from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. But that's where it's all going down, okay? Uh, So you're going to get an unbelievable selection of carpet, luxury vinyl, hardwood, tile, laminate, even more products there. You can uh, check it out uh, all online at johnsoncarpet1granville.com or just go to their logo at ericzaneshow.com and click on the Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home logo. It's a beautiful teal logo right at the top, sponsor scroll. So proud of this. So happy that they're back on the show. So now you can buy the flooring at Johnson Carpet One Floor at Home. And then you call up Jacob Bennett and say, hey, man, I got the stuff. And then have them install it. Because, you know, frankly, at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home, they're going to say, yeah, we got our installer. Just say, nope, stop right there. I just want to buy it. I just want to buy it. It's all I want. It's all worked out. We got a guy. So there you go. Love them. Thank you so much. You can also call them 616-426-9565 for Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home in beautiful downtown Granville, Michigan. So if you know anybody who has a charity, works for a charity, or there's a charity you're fond of, you know, whatever it may be, this is for you. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Every year at this time, they uh, drum up $1,000 to be given to a charity. And so then they uh, throw it out there for the world to see, and they look for recommendations about who that money should go to. I suggest you um, or, uh, well, yeah, I guess you, you would just go to Irvine's uh, Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash Irvine's, and that's E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's, and nominate that local charity. They've been doing this for years. And uh, so this is just a fun way uh, to get involved with this. They are absolutely spectacular. And please, please, please keep them in mind when you need something uh, done to your vehicles. Uh, Every family's got a car or two or three. Uh, I know we do. 
Uh, you should get your vehicles repaired to support the sponsor, as you should all the sponsors of this show. If you like the show, please support the sponsors. Hell, even if you hate the show, please support the sponsors. Because, you know, frankly, there's a lot of people who hate listen to me. They they listen and they go, well, he is such an asshole. What a fuck. Uh, I, I'm so glad he's off free beer and hot wings. I'm so glad he's not on the radio. And so that is that is life. That is the true thing. I've got people who hate me. Oh, my God. Well, look, to all of you who hate me, you're still listening. So, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm doing something right. With all of you people who hate me, this is what I'm encouraging you to do. Uh, let's say you need an oil change. You get done listening to me. You say something nasty about me online. Then you call up Irvine's and say, yeah, hey, I listened to that fuckface Eric Zane. Um, I want him to die, and I'm coming to get my oil changed. That's what you need to do. I'm encouraging that. And make sure you call me a super nasty name, and then tell him, say, I'm coming to get my car uh, uh, with the oil changed at, at Irvine's. I need that done. And uh, let's talk about how much of a cocksucker Eric Zane is. Okay? Bust that on them. That's what you should do. Don't do any of that. That was all horrible. Uh, Megan would be so bummed out if she had to deal with that. So I, I take that back. Don't do any of that. You know what? You should do that with Joe Martinez. That that Now that would work. Okay? Do that with Joe Martinez. From A&E Heating and Cooling. Call Joe Martinez. 616-516-8579. And say, yeah, Joe. Uh, I hate Eric Zane. He's an asshole, um, but he, I don't want my uh, family to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Will you please come and look at my furnace? To Madre Azuna Punta. Bete la chingala cabron. Bete la chingala cabron. Say that to him. He'll love that. A&E Heating and Cooling 616-516-8579. All right. Continuing on. Here you go. Let's go. And don't nobody want their child to be sick. And don't nobody want to take their daughter to their house. Shush. Shush. And now, here's a guy who really ought to be saving his breath for his inflatable date. You're the most ridiculous It's the Eric Zane Show Podcast with your host, Eric Zane. Shade, welcome into the Eric Zane Show Podcast. Here we go. Ah, oh, man, this is a daily podcast. Monday through Friday covering news, nonsense, and my personal shenanigans. just got to get this off my chest because it uh it just I, I i couldn't believe what i heard so all right uh in my brain i've been following the story about joe rogan getting 100 million dollars 
to put his show exclusively on Spotify. And uh, I'm like, man, that is just, that is exciting news. I love that. That's really, really great. Now, more often than not, I've listened to Rogan's show. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I like it. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a diehard. And when I've listened, I've usually, uh, I've usually, um, I, I like it when he has like, uh, not, not exactly the, uh, comedians on the comedians are fine, but some of the other things he does, I, I like it. You know, I'll, I'll listen to it. I don't think I've ever made it through a whole show. I mean, he had some band on recently called honey, honey. Oh, I don't know who that is, but he talked to those people for five hours. It was a five hour podcast. And I'm like, holy cow, that is uh, that is exceptional. I I mean, well, I don't know if that's good or bad, though. You know, I guess he just felt like going with it. But he must know what he's doing. I mean, because uh, the the show is bigger than life, and uh, he has an unbelievable amount of income from it. And then he uh, sells it to Spotify. Uh, coming up in September, you will only be able to get the show on there. And that even goes for YouTube. You know, he, uh, he, he does it um, when he goes live. He puts it on YouTube, similar to what this is. Billion times bigger, but similar in scope. You get, you get the idea. Um, and, uh, but for the life of me, I don't know how this is a thing from time to time. Because he did a show, with, I think his most recent show. A lot of times I look at the who he has on. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I have no idea who this person is, but I'll, I'll give it a listen. Maybe he can uh, captivate me. So I see that he's got a couple names on that I don't, I don't know, and I go, all right, uh, let's let's check it out. Maybe he'll uh, go into it with an open mind. The guy had on two people from his favorite restaurant. And that was it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It was a commercial. It was a two-hour commercial for this place. And I'm like, what? what is going on here? How is this? Because, look, I put people on my podcast that are, like, uh, sponsors all the damn time. And I'm not saying this was a sponsor. I think he just likes these people. But it was just the shittiest, most boring thing I think I've heard in my whole life. I, I was like, fuck, man. How the fuck... Can you can you say yeah uh, for the hundred and ninety million downloads I get a month and that's what he gets a month? How, how do they let him get away with that? Because I was like, this is fuck. And if you look online, uh, criticism of Joe Rogan, there isn't shit about anything like this about this being bullshit. This is bullshit. This was absolute bullshit. I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? How is this? Isn't there someone in his, uh, 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 like, uh, fold of people that goes, Joe, this is shitty, okay? We can't, we can't put on the, the chef and the fucking maitre d' from the local restaurant for no real reason whatsoever. There's got to be a story here. You can't just, this is bullshit. So uh, I listened to the thing, and I made it as far as I could, and I went, well, all right, well, that, this is terrible. And, and you know, okay, it wouldn't be such a big deal. The reason why it's not a big deal when I put on my sponsors is because I do a podcast every day of the week, okay? He does 
So if you're sitting there waiting around for your episode of the Joe Rogan podcast or the Joe Rogan experience, whatever the fuck it's called, and, and, you, and you're, you're expecting one thing, and you get the guy who runs the local pizza shop or whatever it is, I'm like, what? I, huh? Huh? Really? That's it? Okay. All right. I, it seems to work. I guess it, you, you got better knowledge of this than I do. You've got a better hand. Maybe, maybe I should go over to Mr. Burger, which is my favorite place to eat. Okay. Uh, the one in Hudsonville where I live is, is, is my favorite. I can go, I can go, uh, uh, up to that dude who owns the place and forget his name and have him and his, uh, his top cash register operator and bring them in after the pandemic in 15 years when that ends. And, uh, we can talk about how much I love the Euro platter and, uh, we can talk about the, uh, accessible parking uh, how, what they've done since COVID-19 to keep people safe. We can talk about the Bible tracks at the front door that you can get for your, for some light reading while you're eating a shrimp platter. We can talk about how, uh, Hey, there's an ice machine right there and a water dispenser. You can just get up and fill your water yourself. Oh, and don't forget about the uh, pleasantness of when you're done, you just leave your tray right there and some young Dutch kid is going to come and clear it for you. And you don't even have to leave a tip, man. This place is a Dutch haven. You know, but you don't be giving up your money. You don't give anybody a tip at Mr. Burger, right? I don't know. I always do. I try to. Did, did you remember the tip for the little Dutch kid? Yeah. Yeah, let's bring him in and do a six-hour podcast about that. I don't know. We got a lot to talk about on the show today. I'm going to introduce you to Zeus the cat in a little bit. I've got an update on the kidney donation. If you don't know, um, well, first of all, let, let me back up. Zeus the cat, um, it's my goal to make Zeus the cat famous, and I think we're, we're well on our way. Uh, the organization that I've partnered with in Ottawa County, Michigan, Harbor Humane, which is the place for um, all of these um, um Dogs and cats that need to be rescued. Um, that I've uh, spoken with Allison more than once. I don't know what my problem is right now. Well, she has a cat in her office. It's Zeus the cat. And she she revealed last week that, hey, this cat has an incredible purr. You won't believe the sound of it. I actually have the audio of the cat. And I it's true. You won't believe it. I've got an update on uh, Diana and I donating a kidney. You might be like, if you're listening to this show for the first time in a long time, you're like, wait, what? You're donating a kidney? What are you talking about? Yeah. That, we have an update. I'll talk about that. Do you remember? Well, you know, you probably don't because I talked about it only on the Patreon on Friday. The guy in Maryland who was riding his bike and he saw some people. I thought it was a kid, but I guess they're 18 and 19 years old. They're hanging up like... uh uh, don't be racist signs. You know, everybody's do racism is on the forefront of everybody's brain right now with all the shit going on. There's a couple of kids, kids or young adults putting up signs. And, uh, this guy went bonkers on a bike and, uh, we talked about it and, uh, there's, there's a big update on this guy. Oh my God. Is this dude in trouble? I've got audio of a new Karen. You remember the Karen, uh, a couple of weeks ago who, um, at Central Park was uh, went after the black dude because he, you know, she he asked her to leash up her dog or something. She went cuckoo and 
called the cops and said, there's a black guy trying to rape me. It's terrible. We got a new one who's doing the same thing. But uh, this time, the person that she was accosting, Karen is accosting this uh, young lady, looks to be Latina. And uh, Latina lady uh, is now known for uh, two things. Enormous boobs, which you can see in the video. You won't believe the size of these knockers. Man, she is showing them. And she's also known for something else that I, I can't say because it'll uh, it'll like tip off the story. But we'll uh, park on that. There's audio. Forrest Fenn. Who is Forrest Fenn? I've talked about Forrest Fenn before. He is a uh, like a kind of a hippie, adventurist, author, old timer. He announced many years ago that he has hidden a treasure in the Rocky Mountains, and it is worth more than a million dollars, full of full of full of uh, diamonds, gems, gold, silver, frankincense, myrrh, whatever, inside of a actual treasure chest. And he had been challenging people to find it. I've got a massive update. This thing is so serious. People have done been looking for it and died. On this show, I've talked about people dying trying to find the treasure of Forrest Fenn. And the dude is uh, is, is sitting there like uh, uh, still alive today, um, weighing in on it. Whenever someone has something happen to them while they're looking for his treasure, I'm like, Jesus, I would have pulled up stakes and just revealed it. But um, I have a massive update on that uh and a a man has been tormented by pizza what i'll explain coming up roger goodell and the nfl doing about face i'm going to be a lot less on the um on the protest and the racism today because my feelings got hurt in fact let me address that right now all right i explained to this person you know, shit, I wasn't going to do it, but now I'm going to. I always do that. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to get into specifics, and then I do. God, I don't know what it is. As soon as this red light goes on in front of me, I'm like, yeah, I just, I'll just tell them. Okay. Now, this, this person and I, it's not Bleeding Heart Brian. It's another Brian. This other Brian has been a huge supporter of me forever and is just tremendous. And we have since worked this out. But damn it, I was pretty bummed out because I'm an anxiety-filled monster. And um, the reason why I get like this is because I am constantly concerned about, well, whether or not I'm quote-unquote going to make it. If I'm going to survive, if the podcast is going to continue to grow, is it all going to dry up and be gone tomorrow? Now, that's very unrealistic, uh, but I, I still struggle with that. And it is, uh, I've become a very anxious person over the last four or five years. And um, there is, it, it is a very easy thing to knock me into the abyss. Uh, I'm, I'm being completely honest with you here. Uh, it, it, uh, for the most part, I'm fine, but I do from time to time get, get thrown into this, into this desperate um uh, a little bit depressed, but very anxious frame of mind, and it's it's horrible. It's it's very unrealistic. I I I, I exist when I'm in a in a, a panic state of 
Um, everything is terrible, and this is the bottom is going to drop out of this, and we're going to be homeless. It's so stupid, I know, but it's absolutely true. So, all right. Friday ends, and I feel good. I feel, after a week like I had last week, um, first of all, I like talking about current events. I like putting my slant on things. I like um, uh, calling out bullshit. And, um, but I forget how tricky of a business this is from time to time when you have very serious stories like we have had in the past week. And even beyond that, uh, prior to, um, uh, George Floyd, it was, it was COVID and, and, uh, but you know, and I, and I'm in a unique spot where I actually support the stay at home order, but supported still do it's ending now, but, um, uh, I'm, a Republican. So, you know, I've, uh, it's usually that's been falling along party lines and, and, and all of the politicizing of mask wearing is just a big, and I, 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 I can't, um, do this show without it being a real, my take on things. So, whereas I, I'm constantly telling you about my personal stories, I'm also uh, keeping a, an, a close eye on what is dominating the news. And, and I, I just, I'm not an elephant in the room guy and just ignoring it. I'm going to talk about it because, frankly, I'm very interested in what's going on in the world and I have my own personal opinions about it. And I would like to say, and I would be perfectly honest with you, that nothing influences me about what I think. Uh, it's, I, I watch, I, I digest, I process, and I call bullshit, okay? And um, I am quick to indict the people that I support in terms of politics and, uh, and, and, and even beyond politics, you know, I would just call it as I see it. So I've been doing that a lot lately because as I said, in the response to this person, this is the way the river goes and I'm not going to try to, uh, uh, change the flow of the river. It is what it is. And when there's big stories and let's be honest here, COVID and Floyd outside of nine 11 are the two biggest news stories that um, we have had in the past two decades, I would say there's three gigantic news stories that are absolutely unforgettable. Uh, the two I mentioned, well, all of all of those I mentioned, uh, 9-11, Floyd, and pandemic. That's it. And it just so happens the last two have happened in the last, well, however long it's been. So that's massive, man. And so that's it. I'm going to form an opinion. I'm going to form an opinion. You got to take it or leave it. Most of you are good with that. Some of you are like, I don't agree with Zane. He's a fucking moron. And then, but you still listen. And this kind of goes hand in hand with, I've talked about this before. If you have a problem with me, um, just, you know, I, I suggest you just maybe, uh, if you have to give me a break and then come back, it's probably going to be different when you do come back and, and like today, today is not a lot of this uh, uh, protest and pandemic talk at all. Um, and But it's just because I planned it that way and because it's kind of like, it's all about momentum. It's all about what what do you really want to talk about? And, and the things that I choose to talk about are because I have a point of view about it or I have a funny story or something to uh, to make you laugh. It could be any one of the things, and that and the point of this show is you never know how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out. So I feel very proud of that, and I I've, I've worked hard to try to capture it as best I can. But what I have talked about at length with you before is if there's something that's really bumming you out and you want to just throw me to the wind and say fuck you, Eric, just do it. 
don't announce it. You don't have to be like a plane leaving and say, I mean, it's the departure. Here, here's the departure, the long kiss goodbye, and I'm giving you, I'm giving you the reasons why. And, because, and I only ask you that as a favor. I'm asking you as a, one last gift to me. If you have to leave me and you are sick of me and you're moving on to another show or maybe you're giving me a break and you're going to come back, please don't, as one favor I just ask, is don't send me your dramatic goodbye letter. I've had this happen to me many times uh, uh, over the years and I, I don't understand why and it didn't bother me as much as it used to now. But when this is all I have, I've worked hard to build it and when I see just one person coming back at me, it really throws me into the abyss. And it did most recently. I turned into a huge baby over this email. Now, part of this is me. I got to get better at ignoring. But when a person takes the time to write me a book about whatever, I'm just really, really uh, compromised and weak. A weak-ass wimp is what I am. So, dude wrote, as I've mentioned before, and it always starts the same. I always get the resume. And again, me and this person are cool now. But I wasn't at the time. It always starts with the person's resume of how long they've listened and how and they've done this for me and they've supported me in this. But now I'm done. And I'm always like, ah, oh, come on. Stop. Just... Just give me the one last favor then. Your last parting gift is just go. Or give me a break or uh, take a break from me and and then try it again, okay? But you can't, if you would just please uh, indulge me and not announce it with a dramatic uh, email, I would I would love you forever. As I've mentioned before, Zane, I've been a fan since way back in the Fibonacci days. The day they let you go is the day I quit listening to them altogether. I followed you to WBBL, even though I had to listen online, and now I catch the podcast nearly every day on the way to and from work. My commute is about an hour one way, and I enjoy listening to your daily antics. Up until recently. Now... I'm not sure if my opinion means anything. Oh, it does. But to me, your show has taken a turn. What used to be entertainment has now been your daily rant on current affairs. Don't get me wrong. I respect your opinion even when it differs from mine, which seems to be more common. But if I wanted to hear political rhetoric and one-sided spins on today's events, I would turn on the radio. Look, I would like to say, I'd like to pause there. I... I feel good about the things I say on any one of those topics because, again, I don't base it on one side. I'm a, I'm a multi-sided individual, okay? When was the last time you heard of a, 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 a tried-and-true Republican like me say such progressive, moderate things? You, this is, I'm a rarity, okay? And I, I base it all on just what I feel. It isn't you know, one side or another, it's, how how can you possibly think that? There are plenty of media outlets out there that I can pick and choose from, but I choose yours because it was an escape from the daily bombast of hyperbole. 
I would say that the daily bomb bombast and hyperbole are reasons to tune in. And I would like to say I am a proud bombast and hyperbole person. My comedy works with hyperbole. Now it's a daily recap of all the bad shit that happened yesterday and your take on it, dude. Okay. Yes. And I would like to say that when that does happen, I'm trying to do something funny within it. You just got to dig a little. You just got a grain of salt. It's something funny's going to happen. I can promise you along the way. I can get opinionated recounts on social media and network news outlets. So he's telling me all the things that I, that he wants me to do and the reasons why he's leaving. And I, uh, is my, now again, me, me and this guy are cool now. And it's just, I, I, I just, I just struggled with the announcement and the boldness at which this is happening because well, it's mine. I built it the way I wanted to build it. Build it. I built it the way I wanted to build it. I enjoy it. It's fun. I love talking about these things. I work hard trying to be to the point and fair in what I talk about. Now, with all that said, we are living in unprecedented times. That line right there, we're living in unprecedented times. So this has never happened before. What do you expect anyone to talk about at this stage of the game? A horrible virus has killed hundreds of thousands of people. A cop kills a guy that brings people together, which is going to kill more people. That's crazy talk. Of course we're going to talk about it. It's never happened before. We don't know what's going to happen. COVID-19 is something that will be in the history books. But like everything else, it has been politicized. The murder of Floyd is no exception. Media outlets seem to have their hands full with these two topics. But none of these topics can seem to exist without an argumentative spin. Yes! You got it! Yet we are reactionary people. We let media outlets inform us of their opinions, and then we react accordingly. Well, you might say that, but dude, I, I, I just, you know, it's up here in my head. You, you give me too much credit, or not enough, that I'm influenced by all of that shit. We can't just get the news anymore without a spin on it. I, whatever. Your show, unfortunately, is evolving into this mold. Disagree. Uh, we listen to your take on these unprecedented times and are told that if we don't agree, then we can just fuck off. Well... Yeah, maybe, maybe I say that, but um, I might say that from time to time, but you got to understand, no one does that. There's nobody who says what I say. I'm the only one who is doing that. So don't lump me in with all of the news, okay? I don't know, man. I'm just not entertained anymore, he says. All right. I sure I'm in the minority when it comes to your dedicated daily audience, but I guess I just wanted to let you know how I feel. And again, I ask, why? Why do you do that? Why do you feel like, you know me, dude. You know I'm a disaster with anxiety. What's the point of doing this? You don't need to let me know how you feel. I love you dearly. I appreciate all the support. But don't, don't do it. I'm asking for, I'm asking as a favor, please. You're a beautiful human being as evidenced by your recent interview with a listener involved in the drunk driving accident and you and Diana offering up the kidney. It's this type of material that keeps me listening. It's the stories of your family and your neighbors and your interactions with others that I miss. Oh, they're coming today. Trust me. 
There's plenty of those today. You see? You just got to wait, man. Don't panic. Okay? I had a fun weekend of crazy shit happening. I have nothing but awkward and silliness and ridiculousness to tell you about today. If you'd have just waited one more day, man, you would have been there. But instead, you threw me into the abyss of anxiety because I'm a pussy. That's what you did. Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, I would hope that you go back to not giving us your opinions on the daily news all the time. Dude, I'm the only one giving you the opinions on the daily news. I'm the only person you're going to listen to to tell you straightforward off the top of my brain what is going on. And if you can't handle it, that's your problem. That's not my problem, okay? I am paid by you to just do it. If you're so screwed up here that you have to oh well now i hate your guts and here you go i'm gonna tell you again forgot the comedian who said it as soon as it leaves my mouth and gets into your brain it is your problem it's not mine i know it's got to be tough i know it's got to be tough coming up with material no not really uh i pretty much talk about what i want to talk about but you are a talented and entertaining guy, and I would hate for you to be categorized as just another media asshole. You are better than that. Peace and blessings. Dude, come on. I've got a gigantic ego, and I'm very proud of what, I'm cre- what I've created. I, I, I think it's the shit, okay? And I've, I've, I've thought that about myself, and I have to think that about myself. Because the second I start to think that oh, I suck dick and I'm terrible, it's just gonna, the show's going to tank. I got to be confident that what I'm doing is the real deal, man. So, all right, that happened. And it immediately threw me into a terrible abyss. And I'm like, fuck, man. It, it, that my, in my stupid damaged brain, I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? What, and all it takes is one email like that, and I'm fucked. Okay? I can get 10 good ones, and, and, I, and like a bitch... I copied and post. I uh, blocked out dude's first and last name, even though in the email I referred to him by his first name and I responded. Ah, oh, God, was this embarrassing. Then I posted it and then people were making me feel good. And then I'm like, ah, oh, God, I got to I got to delete this. It's this is I, I responded with emotion again uh, as much as he responded with emotion by sending me that email. Uh, I, I shouldn't have done that. I felt like an idiot. We, he ended up, I didn't even know he had my number, my uh, cell phone number. A lot of listeners have my cell phone number. He texted me and was like, oh man, I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe I did that. And he felt like an idiot and, um, uh, kind of wanted to take it back. Uh, I did write back to him though. And this is what I, now I was just pissed when I wrote this. Uh, But I don't think I said anything terrible. I wrote, dude, here's the long and short of it. A person in my spot cannot change the flow of the river, which is what I was talking to you about. Uh, I position my show as a daily expletive-filled rant covering news nonsense and my adventures. At certain points, different portions of these variables fill the show. I got to let the river take me where it takes me. I don't like to talk about all the weirdo stuff going on, but that's all that's been going on. Period. 
I do my best as the show to be as show busy as possible and talk about silly things to try to put a silly spin on stories that would otherwise be serious. Don't forget, I'm alone. I have no staff. The only time I do not think about my content is when I sleep. Yeah, I try so hard to put on a damn good show. I wish you'd have understood this before you wrote because I oftentimes struggle with these. Thanks. I guess you have a choice. Make it and be done with it. I appreciate the support up to this point. My show is what my show is. I'm being me. I spit it out there, and you can take it or leave it. Good luck, but please do not give me any more dramatic updates about your long history of support, and then give me a goodbye. And I really do mean that. I Now that I've calmed down and my feelings are done being hurt, and me and this person have made up, um, and he hopefully isn't offended that I took this to the podcast, I look, you know, um, I, I, I try to be as honest with you about shit. I try to be as fun when I can be. I try to be as serious when I have to be. I try to, I cry on this show. It is, it is absolutely, in my opinion, um, a, a, a true opening up of my brain. I crack it open every single day and I'm like, here you go. And if I can just get a handful of you people to commit to it and you have, um, I, I, I can do this till the day I die. And I can, uh, and I don't think there's anybody that does what I do on a daily basis. And I'm extremely proud of that. Extremely happy with how this has gone. So that's it. And uh, I, I hope I don't have to have that discussion again. And I, I, and I, I know it sounds like a big baby move on my part. I realize that and I feel bad about it. But all I'm asking is, if you got to go, just go. Just do me that last favor and just don't tell me. Just don't give me the long goodbye, I, I, and I'll be so thankful for it. I want you to stay as long as you can, but what I do really recommend is if I do piss you off or you just can't handle it or whatever it is, just give me a break. Take a, take a little break off and come back and check me out. So, All right. Whew. Cleansing. I feel good. Email from Tim. Emailer Tim is back. You can send your emails along, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Now, emailer Tim, most of his emails, uh, he boy, he thinks he's so damn funny. Oh, he writes, Zane, I just finished the uh, free podcast from Friday. Is that the free one? Oh, yeah, it was the free Patreon Friday. Free Patreon Friday, where you and Stu were talking about white privilege and how you weren't exactly sure how to view the world through a non-white privilege lens. Tim writes, have either of you or Stu considered putting black paint on your face and driving around? I think that would give you a real perspective on life. Signed, emailer Tim. You are an idiot, Tim. Tim uh, constantly is tongue firmly uh, planted in cheek, and he is stupid. That is a perfect example of one of his dumbass emails. This is the not-so-good, not-the-best-of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. God, it's got to be weird listening to this old shit. Wouldn't it be weird if you ended up bouncing through the old shit just to hear me talking in present day, just to hear the sponsors? I mean, seriously, that's, that's fucked up. Okay. Um... TC Paintball, uh, home of the washed-up Paintball Pro. You know, I can't even get behind that. I can't do it. All I know is that we kicked his ass in the Battle Royal at uh, Paintball War number 16. Paintball War number 17. 
uh, will be announced soon. Look, if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, uh, stop what you're doing and schedule something. I mean, get people together and do it. All right. Uh, area, friends, family, whatever. Bachelor party, your uh, uh, siblings, tcpaintballgr.com. You just walk in wearing some grubby clothes. You don't mind getting uh, all messed up. And then you, you, you drop a couple 20s down. And then you're good for three hours with the paint, the gun, the mask. It's, it's all there. And then you know what? You might even get into something really, really fun. And they have a fully stocked pro shop. This is definitely the type of equipment that you don't want to just go buy online like some asshole. You want to buy it in person. So you can try that shit out. That's how it works at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Longtime sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Okay. Now, this is this is it, okay? The last sponsor of the day. It is the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Give them a call, 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. This guy, he really works his magic. Anybody uh, who's dealing with a customer with an 810 credit score can handle that mortgage. But the guy who handles dude with 810 credit score, he doesn't want anything to do with the guy who's got a 540 credit score. He doesn't. He doesn't make any money on that loan. But Mario, um, he used to be in that boat. And that's where that story starts. He knows what it's like to be in that really, really tough spot. So that's why he's made it his life's goal to uh, uh, have some extra uh, special care to the person who's uh, new to the mortgage game. Maybe gone through um, a divorce or bankruptcy or something like that, you know. Life getting in the way. Uh, you're you're stuck paying rent or living with a buddy or God forbid your parents. Shit, fuck. Talk to Mario. He'll figure that out for you. And I'll be totally honest with you. The loan you get is going to be a shit show. It's going to be a higher interest rate and you're going to hate it. However, you'll be paying on your own home. And you make payments on time. Uh, consecutively for a year, year and a half, going to get you into a better loan. Wash, rinse, repeat, and uh, four or five years, you've got a rebuilt credit score, and you're sitting pretty. So basically what I'm telling you is get your shit together and get your head out of your ass and call Mario. Okay? 231-332-6505. Okay. Uh, one more bit here to play for y'all. One more uh, a stretch of, uh, of, of, the, of a show from the past. I honestly have no idea what the hell is going on in these shows. I, I might even be weeping in this segment. I have no clue. I just went, oh, this looks good. What a schmuck. Okay, but I wanted to get something out there for you uh, while I was away. Not away. I mean, I'm still here, but... I wanted to do something. I just didn't want to do a fresh show. I wanted to sleep in. Okay, folks. And uh, yeah, there you go. Enjoy. Father of mine, tell me where have you All right, been? time now to check in with Dad. Check in with Joanne from the friendly confines of their beautiful palace. 
in uh, in uh, Utica, Michigan, I guess, or maybe Shelby Township. I'll, I'll ask him when I bring him in. Dear me, then brought to you by the Kent County Health Department, and also brought to you by Osgood Brewing. Lunch, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Save 10% on your order when you mention the Eric Zane Show podcast. Osgoodbrewing.com if you want to order online. Dad and Joanne, how are you? Hey, we're doing well. How about you and your family? Oh, we're doing great, Dad. We're doing great. How, is, it, is it Utica or Shelby Township? I often... Shelby Township. Okay. It used to be Utica. Everything was Utica in here. Yeah, I know. That that place is growing there. When, when are you guys going to get a mall? Oh, my God. God, this town has grown crazy. Yep, yep. There's going to be no land available, believe you me, in a little while. Mall on their property. <laughs> Joanne says maybe we'll put a mall on our property. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> well, look, Dad, it's been uh, it, it, uh, it's been another busy, busy week, uh, and uh, I know uh, I know you've uh, you got a lot of things to say because I got a lot of great uh, questions from audience members who want to hear uh, from you and Joanne. Okay. Okay, so let's start this off. Okay. Uh, Dad, Mitch writes this. Mitch. Yeah. Dear Meathead, my girlfriend has a huge heart and a soft spot for animals. We have three dogs, three cats, and we even rescued another kitten a few weeks ago, so now we have four cats. The problem is the kitten had fleas. And even though we took the kitten to the vet as soon as we could and treated the, for fleas, we somehow got the other animals infected with fleas. We're treating the animals to eradicate the fleas, but there's another issue. We also have 34 tarantulas, a scorpion, and a ball python snake. And that means we can't use like a bug bomb. Meathead. How should we get rid of the fleas and deal with this situation? Also, how do I keep my girlfriend from bringing stray flea-bitten animals into the home? Thanks, Meathead, and hi, Joanne. Signed, Mitch. Mitch, you have a problem. Really bad problem. Yeah. Number one thing, people should not have any more than maybe one, one to two pets in their household because it really so you are into loving them and cuddling and all this but there's a problem such as what you have encountered at right now with yeah. the fleas mm-hmm. you cannot get rid of those fleas the way you want to do it uh, unless you spend a fortune and send it away called the defleer factory <laughs> <laughs> and they'll fix them all yeah. up and send it back. Then you get them all over yeah. again. He has to, I mean, because he said that he would do the uh, bug bomb, but it's because he has tarantulas. And he, he I, I mean, he's got to get the, the tarantulas out of the house and then for like a month and then bomb that. I mean, this is serious. This is very, very serious. Yes. Uh, first of all, I, what I want to do is just to get it off of my chest. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the main subject in my brain is that you have got so many animals in there. Who, me? That you have, we should call you the animal house. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that far. I think I, think I am just like Mitch, except I don't have tarantulas. Uh, you're just as bad as they are because 
somebody is going to lose an attention that they need to get properly. Maybe one or two animals is fine to have, but my gosh, tarantulas and oh, I, I just could not agree with anyone to have that many animals unless they have a section all to themselves that they never mingle with human beings on this side of the house. <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, as far as the fleas are concerned, you can. The only thing that I can possibly see is a good answer is to have a defleer, deflee the animals in an institution that does that. Yeah. The, yeah. the trees are on the dog. They stay there. They, yeah, uh, but they're in the house. They're in the house, too. That's the problem. They're in the house, but you've got to keep them outside. They stay on the animals. Because yeah. they stay on the animals no matter how, what you do. Well, anybody who has a tarantula is probably gross. So, they, they, I mean, they're, the uh, fleas are probably in the guy's pubes. Well, I'll tell you, they're looking for big trouble if they're going to maintain those animals. Uh, I don't know how long they've had it. Yeah, well, but now, I know the issue and the subject is fleas. Yeah, so I, I know it. Go ahead I know it. It's tough to not having or having all kinds of animals. I think I think the bottom line is anyone who's foolish enough to have that many animals d- does not deserve our help. You, you don't. You really somebody's going to come up being yeah. neglected, and you're doing more disservice to the animal. Yeah, I don't ever complain about my pets because. Um, we did it all to ourselves and but i mean i love the pets and uh you know i i i i i'm fortunate because i work at home all the time so i can be with the pets and take them for walks and whatnot you know well then again there's going to be a time in your life that you're not going to be able to do that and then what are you going to do well i hope not i hope that that's not the case you shouldn't have any more than a maximum of two animals yeah i know uh, other than that, now as far as that goes, again, I, I'm getting off a of subject. Yeah, I know. The subject is fleas. Yeah, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, you you can't really get rid of those fleas. I've had uh, animals quite a few times. Yeah. That, uh, I have one dog that that poor thing suffered and struggled so much for fleas. I used to do I bathed it as much as I could. I put, yeah. One time, I I got this uh, spray can of. Something that we do around the house yeah. for get rid of those things. I sprayed a belly of that poor puppy. With like with like with raid? You like sprayed it with like a can raid, of can right. of raid? Wow. Right. I said that that's why I think the dog broke. You sprayed did not get rid you of sprayed it. raid on the dog? My God. I sprayed right on the dog. Oh I gave him a bath. I gave him a bath, and then took him out, dried him up, and then I got him laying down there. I'm looking at the belly of it. Fleas were just dancing a wow. jig. Man, I don't know. I, I, so, think, I think there's some effective ways to get rid of it. None of those, but I think that there are some effective ways to get get rid I of. I know, but the average person is not going to be able to pay the kind of prices well, that they want. You have to take them to an institution. Have them yeah, take them to an institution. But you bring them home. Yeah, they got. Uh, uh, fleas on the yeah. other animals that jump on this one. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I'm you act- should yeah. never, never have that many pets in the house. It's, one or two, maybe. It's actually, it's called the Institution of Flea Technology. <laughs> That's a good thing. But then again, still don't get rid of the uh, uh, fleas. All right, so you heard it, so Mitch. I, I have no uh, remedy for these people. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, uh, you just got to get rid of this animals. This is, you're doing a disservice to the animals. Yeah, and it's, Mitch, you're a fool. 
is what you're trying to say. Well, I'm not going to label him with that, but yes, you are a fool. Uh, take your dogs. Uh, and, and, to, yes. And frankly, it's up to the wife because the wife is the one that uh, encourages uh, the husband, uh, hey, let's have another one. And let's oh, it's, have another wait a minute. Are you saying it's, it's ridiculous. Are you saying it's the wife's fault? Yeah, oh. because she's the one that encourages uh, the husband to have this dog. Well, I don't know about that, or Dad. dogs, cats, pets, whatever. All right. Well, uh, all right, I'm going to leave that one there. And that uh, that kind of leads me to um, to my um, to my next, uh, uh, I should say, note here from Chris in Paw Paw, Michigan, who writes, Dear Meathead, my wife always wants to do uh, man things like paint, pour concrete, and work on the cars. Do you think she's a lesbian? Sign Chris in Paw Paw, Michigan. <laughs> oh, listen. Don't label her as a lesbian, possibly. She likes that. It's a good thing for her. It's a good, good thing to get it off of her own system or preoccupy <laughs> her own mind. Get it off of her system? Well... Okay. It's just got to be a system. That's why you feel like uh, doing the things that you do. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. uh, what 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 do you think about Chris saying that this is man's work? No, no. There's a lot of women. There's intelligent women that are into mechanics. Okay. And this is a wonderful thing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just leave it alone okay. and quit thinking about this lesbian. If it's a lesbian, <laughs> you would have known it by now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Dad. Uh, dear no, me, uh, relax. sorry, dad, uh, that that's Chris. And, uh, next one, uh, dear me, dad, what is the best sport to watch on television and why? Well, my favorite sport is hockey. Uh, hockey has got a lot of mentality when you are playing the game, you're thinking constantly. And, and this is the why. The why is that, that I like that uh, strength of the men, the way they knock themselves to death, and the guy get up and play hockey again. Okay, so the man's strength is the good thing. It's, it's a good thing, definitely. Hockey is one of the super-duper sports in my brain, in my mind, because it takes mentality to maneuver this tiny little rubber thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it just, it just to me, it just yeah. excites me. I, yeah. I watch it and I get excited. Now, Dad, uh, in Iran, you probably didn't even know that that was a game. The only thing that I knew was soccer. Okay, so you come to the U.S. At what point when you live in Detroit, I mean, are you exposed to it on TV? Did you see people playing it uh, like, uh, like on a backyard pond? How did you get exposed to hockey? Uh, the first time I lived with my uncle, I, I came to this country and I lived with my uncle and they were hockey fans. And ah. I knew nothing about the sport. I kept watching them and I said, oh, my God, this is stupid, you know, <laughs> knocking each other to death. And then uh, just with that, by continuously walking it, I mean, uh, watching it. Yeah. Uh, I became acclimated yeah. and loving it. Maybe like hockey night in Canada, or you go to Olymp Absolutely. go to Olympia or whatever it may be. That's but when I moved out of that uh, their house, I had no money for buying a TV. I didn't have it, and I just missed it. Yeah. The first thing that I did, I bought myself a little TV, 
and uh, then I couldn't get that channel because uh, oh. I just couldn't. Yeah. That TV was not activated for all that. Oh. So gradually with that, it just went on, and I went nuts about it. And I'm still crazy about hockey. All right, uh, Dad, how about this one? Dear Meathead, I've got a massive hornet's nest in the front yard in a tree. Can you take me through how to get rid of it? Oh, boy. Well, you have to get a powerful spray gun that would uh, shoot at about 15 feet. And uh, you get about three, four cans of that. You have to get rid of them. You cannot move them. Yeah. And unfortunately, you don't want to destroy them, but you have to. Uh, those things are fantastic. Uh, uh, I don't know what we call them. Fantastic. Birds or whatever. Fantastic birds. <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, to fly, you know, so it's got to be a bird. <laughs> and then you spray the hell out of them. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, hey, I got I got news for you. That that's actually I uh, I wrote that one. I I had a hornet's nest in the front yard, and I had to take it out, and I did just what you described. Yes, you have to, and then uh, run like hell when you spray it. Oh yeah, yeah. They it, come after your butt. It was fantastic. It was a big one. Oh yeah. All we right. had uh, the same situation here, uh, but uh, I did my own intelligence. Okay. And sprayed the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, I did my own intelligence. Yes, that's fan- that is fantastic. Okay, so d- don't forget, uh, hornets are fantastic, fantastic birds, and you did your own intelligence. <laughs> yeah, they fly. Yeah, uh, Jim. You can't call him a bug. Yep, yep. Can call him a fly. You can definitely I call it a bug. It's a hornet. I, I guess. Hornets. Uh, this hey, hornets. Hornets. Dad, I got out. Uh, I, I got, got a different name for him, but I'm not going to call him. Okay. Okay. I've got uh, one more from a guy named Jim in Albany, New York. Jim, you're a fantastic guy because I got a son named after you. Yep. And a grandson. And a grandson. That's right. Uh, but listen to this. Jim, Jim writes, Dear Meathead, I want to ask my boyfriend, John, to marry me. How should I go about asking my man to marry me? Signed, Jim. Well, you're laying a heavy one on me on this one. <laughs> so, in other words, you're, he's gay, right? Yeah, well, unless the lady's named John, but I doubt it. I doubt it either, same way. Yeah. Uh, hot, well? Hot, yeah. <laughs> now, listen, what's his question? What is it he wants he, to know? Yeah, he, he wants to know a fun way to ask John to marry him. Hey, I don't... You're asking the wrong guy, because I don't know anything <laughs> about... What the gays are doing. Well, wait, you can't. <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, yeah, but he just, he wants like a creative, fun way that, you know, hey, I want to, I mean, should he buy him some flowers? Should he drop to a knee? Should he, you know, um, you know, maybe a plane and do some sky writing? Whatever. I mean. Well, listen, I'm not prejudiced as far as this is concerned because <laughs> it's your your person personal feeling and what you want to do. And it's your yeah. business. You can go ahead and do it. But I really don't have a clue about uh, telling you that because I'm not a fan of gay uh, <laughs> activities. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the hell I can tell him to calm him down. Okay, well I don't think you, I don't think you, I don't think he's hyper. I just think he wanted a fun way to ask the guy to marry him. Well, he's nervous, so he's getting on his shoulder. Ask how do I? All right. Now, Dad, or something. Now look, I want to make perfectly clear: you don't hate anyone, right? 
No, I don't hate anyone. I, I, I had a one or two gay friends. That there's a, just nothing I can tell you to. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, give him flowers. What the hell? There's nothing wrong with that. Fair enough. I like it. I think that's all good. So. All okay, right. Okay, now, are we done with this show? I think <laughs> I think so. Okay, I, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. What What is your question, Dad? This is, I don't know if I should put it on the air. That we're going up north, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Are you going to be there when I'm going to be there right away or what? Or are you coming later on? Are you, uh, are you showing up on a Friday in that on that trip? Yeah, I think we were. We are. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. We're going to be there Thursday. Oh, well, then you'll be there before I will. Okay. Maybe. I, I think we're going to just uh, spend the time with you guys. Okay. We, we all know that, but yeah, uh, let, yeah. I, I, I don't want to break up the family. Okay, we'll figure it out one way okay. or another. All right. Okay, I love you, Dad. I love you, too, and uh, good luck, and enjoy your show, and I'm enjoying talking to you guys. Okay, Dad, I love you very much. Love you, Joanne. Okay. Talk to Man you guys. Out. Bye-bye. You know I'm gonna See ya. Bye-bye. Dear me, Dad. Brought to you by Kent County Health Department. Get those kids vaccinated. Brought to you by Osgood Brewing. Online at osgoodbrewing.com. Lunch. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Save you 10% when you mention the show. Online ordering at osgoodbrewing.com. Follow them on Facebook. The whole deal. God bless Osgood Brewing. On Chicago Drive. Downtown Granville. Well, 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 there you go. Uh, that is it. That is it for this Not the Best of the Eric St. Show podcast. You have a great weekend, okay? I'll be back Monday with fresh shows. Thanks for listening to this, though, folks. Please follow the show on Twitch, twitch.com slash Eric St. Live, wherever you download podcasts, all that shit, subscribe to it, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or some type of shit, I don't know. Tell your friends. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.